Hello guys and welcome back to the Dugout Podcast. I am joined here with Cal, Jack and Scousie and we're going to be recapping the results from the past week and we're going to be predicting day four results I believe and we're also going to be doing a little current Prem XI trying to agree on who we think are the goats at the moment. Still hasn't done it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it go. Nails the intro and then phone's still online. Um, <sighs> build a bridge and get over that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so recapping the games, first of all. Well, actually, first of all, how was everyone's week? Yeah, good, good, man. good, good, man. Thanks good. for asking, mate. Yeah. Oh, it would have been better if we beat Palace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're not talking about how football ruined our weeks, all right? Yeah. <laughs> At least you only drew against Palace. One thing I'll touch on is like how fucking good is football? No. Yeah. Like I was on a podcast. Um, I was on a podcast with this dude called Darren from Brotherhood, and he supports Everton. He's Irish. Like his whole family's big on Everton. But he was telling, was speaking about like how a lot of our passion and drive in life just comes from watching football, mm-hmm. like the emotions it gives you, the way it can make you get up and excited and down. But no matter what, it can bring that fire in your belly and just like yeah, fucking football is mental. Like four in the morning, sitting there watching Liverpool Palace, five in the morning, whatever it was, and just going for like every emotion <laughs> on the roller coaster. Yeah. It's just like nothing can do that besides football. So I just, yeah, football is fucking the best. Yeah, I honestly find it is the light in my life. Like I fucking take out so much time just to watch it. Yeah. And it enjoy it, like I enjoy it so much, even though my team are rubbish. <laughs> and I don't get much enjoyment out of watching us get pumped 4-0 from Brentford, but I just enjoy watching. And I enjoy seeing other other teams do well. Mm. As hard as it is Nottingham as an example Yeah I'd love to see that um, I, I love to see the Gabby Jesus at Arsenal Just fucking exploding him, him doing so well He deserves it I think I don't even know why that makes me happy Seeing no, Jesus he's play just, he's, yeah. he's a lovable character I think And Yeah You know I think I think you can see what Arteta's doing And stuff like that And he's just like I love the, the vibe that that forward line gives off as well well, the Arsenal dressing room at the moment just seems so happy. Yeah. Like, since, like, Auburn is left and all them, it feels like there's been a really good connect between all the players and, yeah, like, everything just seems healthy at Arsenal at the moment. Yeah. I, I like Jesus more now that he's left City. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I don't I like City. I didn't like him at City. <laughs> As you can tell. I think, uh, I think he's a good head to have in the dressing room for those young boys too. Like, in, in terms of England's future, like, you've got um, Saka – you got Emil Smith Rowe, you got players like that sort of coming through for England. I think Gabby Jesus is big for them. He's still um, young too, isn't he? Jesus, yeah, he's not old, but he's definitely someone who's won a lot, who's been around a lot. I think he'll he'll give off he's a player that's got bags of talent, but he works his socks off too. I think yeah, yeah, having someone definitely. like that to look up to for a sacker or Emil Smith Rowe or someone like that, like I think it's it's gonna be huge. Same with Martinelli, obviously. Mm. Bit of a Brazilian link, but yeah. Good on Jesus because he wasn't getting any recognition in the city. Like everyone was like, oh yeah, Jesus, player of city, city, just good. But I feel like he's getting the opportunity now to actually show mm. what he can do. So 100%. the rest is up to him now. Yeah. Uh, just quickly as well, I'd like to say if my throat or any, if coughing comes up, I apologise because uh, I have been sick all week. So, so if we don't pull out an app next week because his dog got his sick. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I swear to God, if you cough straight into that mic, it's strike three for the day, yeah. mate. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, I apologise if that happens. If any sneezes come or anything like that. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, we'll um, push straight into recapping day two results. Um, game one. Oh, yeah. 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 So, yeah. <laughs> for the week. Game one for um, the week. Yeah, we'll kick it off with the Villa Everton game at Villa Park. And we actually watched this game, or me and Ben did. I think everyone did. Me and Ben watched it in mine, like literally just after last week's pod, too. Yeah. And fucking hell. It was hard to watch. Every week, I'm hard saying that watch. Everton. Trash. <laughs> I will say, but Villa weren't much better. No, they weren't. But to like Everton with that performance, like and the way Villa were playing too, like it was just like fuck. It was just so scrappy. Like Villa were getting more control of the game, but it wasn't control in the sense like you see a city do it. Obviously, they're not at that caliber. But the way Everton are playing, they should have had a better foothold of the game. But Everton is just I don't know what's going on. Like a Wobie in centre mid doesn't work for me. Um, I think Tarkowski played quite well. I think he's played their best in the field. But besides that, it was just a bit of a um, bit of a head spin just watching the game. Eh? They're definitely mm. missing Calvert Lewin. They're definitely missing a focal striker. point striker yeah. in that setup. Like, hundred percent. I like Demario Gray and Anthony Gordon. They're not world beaters, but they're good, hard working players. But not having that big man to peel off of or for those <laughs> long balls to end up being brought down, it really affects their attacking prowess. Yeah, and need a midfielder too. I reckon. Mm. Someone in there just to... Well, they did bring on, um, which I thought was a positive for him, they brought on Onana. Yeah, um, he which was is fantastic. That was good. Yeah, yeah, he did look good. And I think that's a, a silver lining to Everton's demise, I, I mean, think, because they were poor, but there was positives out of it. I thought kind of Cody as well was very impressive. Mm, he's yeah. just he's a Rolls-Royce of a centre-back too, I think. He's just fucking elegant on the ball. I think Everton's back line was good. Yeah, Tolkowski was good. Cody was good. I didn't really see Holgate do too much errors. Oh, he made a massive tackle on a Villa breakaway. I just remember him absolutely bodying someone out wide, putting the ball into Rose Ed, like yeah. simple pimple stuff. But Yeah, but I feel like their back line was good overall, but just their midfield and forwards, everything from there just let them down. They've got foundations to build off. Solid enough defence to mm. at least start some sort of progression. Yeah, yeah, they got like a pr- like you look at that defense, like a proper Premier League defense. Yeah, besides Holgate, like Tarkowski and Cody, these two quality centre backs having the for a team that was just skimming relegation last season. Yeah, yeah. One thing I'll say about Everton, I think, is as bad as they play, like against Villa, they were bad. Against Chelsea, they were bad. They don't get battered. They no. they stay in these games for a long time. Like Villa. Villa Weren't didn't run away with the game early on or anything like that. It was a close game. Um, Buendia scored in eighty sixth, and then Lucas Luca Digne got an own goal in the eighty seventh. So it was very close throughout. Um, both, the, both those things are from Onana too. He lost the ball, which gave Villa their second goal, and he also made the mazy run and cut the ball back for that Digne goal. Yeah, so, erratic. Yeah, which you would expect from a debut performance yeah. off the bench. Um, but I think definitely if he if he settles in, they need someone who can help them on their transitions because their mm. transitions are, are woeful. When they when they win the ball back from their defense and they're trying to, they need to be a team that breaks for me. No, oh, yeah. the pace they got up front, the solid the solidarity they got at the back, they they should be breaking. But looking at Everton's team, I don't really see anyone with like quality passing ability to help with that break. Well, that's what that's what I mean. They need a break. Well, I, I think they need to get the ball. To me, McNeil should be a little bit deeper than Gordon or Gray. 
picking up the ball from a break and then McNeil should be spraying the balls because they don't really have a playmaker. A Wobie can't fucking do it. I think that's why they miss uh, DCL because yeah. he can hold the ball up. Exactly. To wait for players to get involved. Yeah. Mm. I thought as well, I think Rondon came on and um, I thought when he came on, you could see the difference. I don't yeah. know why he's not it starting. him. I think he was coming back from injury. We discussed yeah. it a bit yeah. last week. Yeah. I said he wasn't even at the club, but yeah. Mm. I think he is coming back from an injury, so there's a bit of you know, growing pains there, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. I know they were in as well for them for Morgan Gibbs-White. They were trying to hijack the Nottingham Forest deal. Mm. Um, Forest got it over the line, but um, that could have been a decent signing for him, mm. someone who can play ball a bit in there. Maker, yeah. But, yeah, to me, they don't have a whole lot in there. They need to, they need to set up. I think to break, hit teams on the break and and um, yeah, I think I think they've definitely got uh, prospect of doing that. Well, these last weeks going to be interesting to see who they sign. Yeah, mm. Mm. yeah. To me, I think they should get in another striker. That should be their priority. Mm. I think they've got that midfielder. Onana's a good midfielder to have in there. They definitely need another. But Onana for me, I think I I don't really rate Decore. Um, no, Awobi in there like it's a weird one, but. I think he does a job. He runs. He does that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but he just that, he, break, he breaks up play pretty well and he, he's not stupid on the ball. Yeah. So I think he does that's what I mean. He's he a very experienced head to have in the midfield. Like yeah. he's works a lot and he's an experienced head, you know. He's played some big important matches. Yeah. And then it's a relatively young Everton team as well, bar their yeah. back line. So a head like that in there. Yeah. The thing that concerns me about Wobi is just when he gets the ball. Yeah, like he's got no quality about him that I feel like are going to make an impact on that Everton team having them in midfield. I find that a little bit harsh on him. Mm. I think I've thought the same for many years when he when he was at Arsenal when he first came to Everton. When he's out wide, I think he's yeah. I've never rated him out wide or in the forward line. No. But I feel like when he's in the Everton midfield, he seems to I don't know if it's just try a little less. You know, he, I think he tries too hard when he's out wide, tries to pick a, a really perfect pass or something like that. When he's in the midfield, he seems to, s- like, simple his game up a bit. And he yeah. he doesn't play the dumb balls as much, I think. Um, and he do- does a decent job in there. I think everyone listening, too, like, I've only watched him play centre mid for two games because yeah. it's week two. So, obviously, he's adjusting to the position and things like that. But for what I've seen now, I feel like they need someone to replace him from my prediction now. But... You could get better, but you never know. It's a game week two. Yeah. So stats-wise for this game, I'm looking now. They're actually pretty close. Like 57% possession to Villa. Same amount of shots on target. Everton actually had more shots in general. Um, more tackles, more clearances, way more corners, which shows they were down and in their end a bit more. The thing that showed me about that game is um, Danny Ings and his goal showed what Everton are missing. The way Danny Ings picked up that ball... Span around, put it on his left, and went to shoot, dummied it, put, kicked it a bit further, and just put a bomb left. That's exactly what Everton were missing that game. Just someone that could finish and grab that ball and just try and take the game by the scruff of the neck. Big composure. Yeah, and that's what Ingsy did. Yeah, yeah. I f- that's that's the big thing for me with Everton is they lack someone who's going to just pop up and grab goals. Yeah. Like, massively. Like, Gordon's a good runner, yeah. Like, decent young talent. Gray's okay. McNeil's a good ball player, but... Who, who's grabbing the goals? Mm. Who do you think they should sign? Like, who do we they should play around a bit? Like, who's available That's now that would be a question. good signing for Everton? Like, around probably their affordability mark. Yeah. 
Um, Haven't thought about Everton that deeply before. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Who would have been good? Develka Yeah. Yeah. To, yeah. to me, that would have been a smart, mm. a smart signing. Um, uh, and there's plenty out there. I mean, you could look at players like, um, like for one name that comes to my head is Patrick Catrone. I think he's at Fiorentina. He was formerly, or he might still be at Wolves. I don't know if they actually sold him, sold him. But I think, I think they loaned him. Yeah. But he hasn't, he hasn't really worked in the Prem, though, has he? No, but he's also not had a good run of games with yeah, Wolves. True. Like, Wolves had Jimenez, and when Jimenez was injured, he was out on loan. And I mean, he doesn't score goals for fun, but he's that level, composed head that if you want to back up to Calvert-Lewin, who's like for like. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Wolves, I quite like Pedro Neto. But I don't think Wolves would sell him. No, no. no I, I like Pedro Neto a lot. Um, I think I think just an experienced goal scorer from another league would have been a smart p- pick up for Everton, in my opinion. You know, I think they tried it a couple, a few seasons back with like the likes of Saint Tassoon and and players like that. But I think if if they went more sort of of a mainstream league, like a German league, like maybe a Kramerich or someone like that, or a Belotti from Italy, or Someone like that, I think, would have been smarter. But we've also him. seen, like with Burnley, they bought in Veghorst last season, and he was proven Bundesliga yeah. goal scorer, and just didn't. Yeah, I mean, he scored I rate, two I, goals. I quite rate Veghorst. I think Bur- the way Burnley play is hard to score, but I, I didn't mind Veghorst when he came to Burnley. But I don't know. I think they definitely need Veghorst. Would have been good for Everton, actually. Mm. I think. To be honest, well, I believe he's leaving Burnley. Bamiang's available for thirty mil. <laughs> <laughs> That's a decent shout. Maybe not fair. by the end of the week, mate. Yeah. We'll, see. well, Chelsea said they're only going to give fifteen. They're not going higher yeah. to Barca, and Barca may have to budge with their financial problems. Yeah, so you have to get rid of them. Mm. Yeah, um, heaps of teams are low balling Barcelona at the moment because. Yeah. They know Barca need to sell. Yeah. So that's, that's interesting. That's good yeah. too. Like chucking just 15 out for Orba. Yeah. Because you have to bait them. Like, look, yeah. rather you lose them on the free because you can't register them or whatever yeah. it is, or you pay 15 mil and take them off your hands now. Yeah. The little mind games in transfers these days are insane. fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, insane. Mm. I seen a, um, I actually seen an article about the uproar on how Barca are treating Martin Braithwaite. Mm. Mm. Apparently that's just fucking going through the roof because they've just... Basically, they don't want him. Yeah, yeah. but they won't release him. They won't pay yeah. to release him. So, like, you have to cancel your contract Yeah, so that we can get rid he's of him. such it. a shithouse. And he doesn't care because he's a multi-multi-millionaire. Yeah, he has yeah. lots yeah. of companies and real estate and stuff. So he's yeah, like, he's all right, then pay me my money, bitches. Yeah. That's funny, that. I only read about that probably a month ago. Mm. But it's funny. That's what Barca um, deserved, the rush. Should, should we push into our um, predictions for that game? Yes, yes yeah, we should. I have one more sec. I've got... I am um, a shout. Get Giroud back in blue. Get him in Everton. That's a good yeah. shout. Mate, he's not leaving he, that Champions League winning no. AC Milan team. Mate. That's a really... Someone like that, though, I think would be... Well, Origi's yeah. going to AC. I think Origi's going to become the main man up there. Well, he's they just... Striker. They signed Charles Di Catalera as well. Mm. Yeah. They've so got for 50 million. massive strikers. They've Giroud, they looking... Latin. Well, they got Latin. Giroud, Ibra, Divock, and Charles, Charles. Catalero. Yeah, and Giroud did really well at Arsenal, really well at Chelsea. Yeah. Um, he did really well at um, and France for the World Cup too. Like he was fucking. He's really a quality good finisher, and yeah. having him would be really good for experience mm. up in Everton. He's a Premier League experience too, international experience. Like I feel like it would be a good. Person to put up front that Everton is squad. he going to leave Milan at thirty four to go to fucking no. Liverpool though? <laughs> Probably not. 
I will say as well though on that strikers at the moment are in such high demand. Like everyone wants one. Everyone's looking for one that, that can bag goals. Well, I think they've gone out of fashion. A traditional number nine hasn't been the go for the last three, four years. Yeah. And now with the likes of Harlan breaking through, mm. it it's changing managers' minds. They're like, oh yeah. wait, we can bully centre-backs again. We can just go back to shithouse in it. Let's get some big number nines in there. Yeah. yeah. I'm still waiting for my phone to ring. <laughs> yeah, well, the centre backs now, like Martinez, for example, for, for you guys, he's is smaller. Mm. Yeah, we don't need to touch on that anymore. Let's, let's, not, get, <laughs> let's not get too sad too Should early. We, um, go to our predictions. Yeah, yeah. Villa versus Everton. Then Scassiji, you had it two one to Aston Villa. <laughs> First, <laughs> first exact of the night, the group chat was lighting up because it was 1-0, which I had predicted. And, and I was like, I'm finally going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> In the space of five minutes, it's gone straight to Skies. Fucking oath. Um, Jack, you had it 3-2 to Aston Villa. Benny, you had it as a nil all. And I had it, like I said, as 1-0 Aston Villa. So No joke, though. Skies, you know ball, though. <laughs> mate, I won Tigers at first ever premiership, mate. <laughs> Wasn't just picking up cones, mate. <laughs> Help for this shit. <laughs> All right. Next game then, Arsenal versus Leicester. Yeah, that, this was a good one. This was an f- enjoyable watch for me. Um, mm. Gabby Jesus, I mean, we touched on him. I don't know if we touched him earlier on the pod or before the pod. Oh, but I haven't been touching him, mate, but that's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to touch him, mate. Um, he was unreal. Four goal involvements in the four goals they scored. Two assists, two goals. Mm. Just ridiculous. Just the, he, he should have had a hat trick. The way he bullied Johnny Evans and then the recovery tackle, I think, from, um, was it Ndidi or Fofana? One of them, the ridiculous recovery tackle. But, my God, what a game from him. Um, he is so fucking good. He is. Mm. Uh, Arsenal in general looked really good. Martinelli once again scoring. He's looking better and better each week. Zaka looks like a new player. He, he's been unreal. He looks more level headed. I think before is that Shaka? Yeah, Shaka. Yeah, he kept losing out on his ability because I think his head was never in the game proper. Yeah, but feels like he's composed himself a lot it's more. A, it's amazing what a good dressing room mentality will do to players yeah confidence like these, these players like we, we, i think we forget like premier league players are sh- have bags of talent like they're not there because they're rubbish i mean yeah. we call no them, one's a rubbish player yeah they're yeah. all really really good players but with with joined with that mentality like what pep has at city what Klopp has at liverpool what arteta is getting at arsenal that mentality in the dressing room everyone's enjoying life enjoying football everyone's friends in the dressing room. Oh, football friends. Ooh, <laughs> <football> <laughs> um, it just makes a massive difference and it shows mm. shows on the field. You know, Jacker coming coming up huge. Party looking solid as ever, I think. He, he's looking really good. Because yeah, he was shaky when he first came in. But yeah. now he's looked like he's getting his feet well, together. If he, if he can stay injury free, yeah. that's and massive for Arsenal. And out of prison, yeah. of course. But yeah. We've well, seen that all or nothing, uh, Doco, about Arsenal... Like the little snippets, yeah, yeah, being interesting, yeah. I seen one about the Aubameyang when he's lost his captaincy. Yeah, yeah. I don't, um, yeah. don't want to spoil it for anyone that hasn't watched it, but it's, yeah, I know that it's really interesting. Start of the season, I was saying Ten Hag excites me as a manager, but oh, Ted's is exciting me now. Eh? Yeah, like just seeing what he's doing with Arsenal and <laughs> how do you how do you feel, Cal? Going sure, <laughs> well, it's all well and good having a. 
I think it's a new player bounce for a lot of these players. I think the dressing room is good when you're winning, but as soon yeah. as you stop winning, what's that dressing room going to be? Yeah. Um, like players like Jesus will bring that bounce of quality of intensity. He's and the same with Zinchenko. Like Arteta's been very smart in the way he's done his business and getting players he's already worked with who already see him as the prodigal son. They yeah. see him as Pep Guardiola version two. Yeah. Um. I'm. I'm interested to see when they lose, more so than when they win. The football they're playing now is nice. I think Jesus particularly, like one of the goals he scored where he just dinked it far post, mm. absolutely sensational. Yeah. But I want to see him when they lose. Like I want to see how that mentality changes because it could be they do really well now, they lose a game against a team like Brentford, for example, and then their heads go in the bin. Mm. And instead of fighting back up, they just go back to that same toxicity and... Yeah, but I feel like they got rid of a lot of their toxic plays, mindset-wise. Yeah. Um, but it will be interesting to see how they bounce back if when they lose, um, when they versus Liverpool. Um, but, <laughs> but it'll be interesting to draw. see. Cause, like, yeah, <laughs> when also we get battered by a two-all draw. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it will be interesting because, like you said, it's a lot of new people together. So it's like, it's how will the band come together in times of loss? I do think having people like Zinchenko and Jesus in there, who have been in that team like a Pep, mm. that experience, especially with Arteta, I feel like it could be healthy. Yeah. But I guess it's how players like Xhaka um, and things respond to that type of situation because I feel like the big presence in the dressing room will kind of dictate how the energy mm. flows from a loss. So if players like Xhaka and that can stay composed, I feel like the team will be well, but I guess you never know until we see it. I really yeah. want to see um, Zinchenko in the midfield. Yeah. I don't think it'll be long till we do see that. I think, yeah. mm. you know, one injury, I think Party's obviously quite injury prone and Zach has been known to have a few yeah. as well. Because Tierney's a good left back. Yeah. yeah. They're missing out on a, a big talent in Tierney. Yeah. A left back. Um, I will say as well, it is a young squad, that, yeah. um, that Arsenal team. So I do agree with Cal, you know, once they do lose, it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back. And if those old heads in the dressing room can sort of keep them the mentality up, mm. but they do have good heads in there. Like for me, Rambo, you've got Gabriel, um, Jacka. Props to Jacka too. Like not long ago, he was getting booed off the field by his own fans. Yeah, he stuck it out, and now he's just like he's changed his whole game around. Hey, like, did he stick it out, or did nobody want him so he couldn't leave? No, well he came out. <laughs> I don't think that was it. I think he came out and said that the only reason he stayed was for Arteta. He come out and said that he said he was gone. He, he was done. When he got booed off the field and that, he was done. Yeah, and you then, shouldn't boo your own players no matter what. But yeah. but anyway, but it's good for Xhaka to be able to mindset wise to be like yeah. still come out and fight for the badge. And when you know, he the went, whole crowd hate you. When he um, after that game as well on the um, on the weekend against Leicester, he was clapping the fans massively. Like he and when he celebrated, he went and celebrated with the fans after he scored his goal. Like it meant a lot to him. Mm. And it just looks like he's found his love back with the fans again, which is huge. Back with the club. Yeah. Which I think, yeah, it's massive. But, yeah, I mean, we're all, I think we're all sort of big on the Arsenal train at the moment, which is, you know, they're doing unreal. But like, It's just because of the most exciting team we've seen this season. Yeah. So we're all just excited about what they're doing. But like Cal said, I'm keen to see them lose to see how the response is. Mm. Or like once they go away, like face like a fucking... Forest away Where it's going to be A fucking shit fight Of a game And see how they respond To games like that too They're yeah. less open uh, Leicester go. on the other hand Oh sorry oh, No no, you are. 
yeah, I was just going to say Leicester. Um, hard to hard to gauge on on that game, I think, because Arsenal was so good. I thought, um, mm. but they still scored two. Yeah, yeah. they scored still two. Takes some doing uh, matters with that ridiculous sort of near post strike mm. through the legs of Ramsdale. Yeah, that was good. He's just he he hits it so clean, matters. He does. He's just he's such a he's a very pretty player to watch. He's very technical. Yeah, so, yeah. so technical. He reminds mm. me a lot of Grealish. The way he plays, he just—they're just so talent. The bags are talent. So they look so lax as well, and mm. the way they do it. Yeah, composed. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the team. No arms flying around. Yeah, <laughs> kicking the ball. Um, not too bad from Leicester, but t- like I said, hard to gauge it. They didn't look good at all no. against Arsenal, I think. But there wasn't any standout bad performances. I thought mm. uh, they just got. Bullied, I They're think. just the worst team on the day. I yeah, think. Arsenal like, just looks so good. Can you see how Leicester bounce back from this? Yeah, I think Rogers. it's going to be hard. You know, no. they're not. They don't have. They don't have the 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 bounce from a signing because they haven't made any signings. I think Alex Smithy still remains their only signing of the window, which is crazy. <laughs> um, and they just yeah, they, there's talks of them still losing players. Mm. Tillman's um, an example. Vardy linked with us as well. Massively, so Madison Fofana still. They yeah. keep insisting he's not on Fofana, the table. Fofana, I I heard um, on on something I listened to this morning. Fofana's pretty close to done. Like he's agreed terms with Chelsea. Yeah. Um, he's not actually going to play against Southampton apparently. No. For Leicester because mm. apparently, basically because of the, he's he wants to focus on his transfer to Chelsea. So he's, he said he's pulled out of the Southampton and, game. And Brennan Rogers, uh, yeah. And Brennan Rogers said that he wouldn't play him. Regardless, anyway. really? yeah, yeah, right for this game. For yeah, this well, I don't think they can really afford not to have a centre back. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're not the deepest of squads. They got Sion that didn't play. I think um, I don't know why he's not been playing mm. out of form. Maybe, yeah, but maybe. Um, I don't. He's I don't prone to a mistake. Sion yeah, yeah. He, I quite like him, but yeah, he's prone to a mistake. Yeah. Um, I think it's a similar thing with Ronaldo. Like, even though there's talks about Ronaldo wanting to leave, which I don't know if it's true because Ronaldo's post he put up. Yeah. But if it is, if it is true about Ronaldo's talks, so you still play him. Yeah. He's going to perform um, until the day he leaves. So you have to play like a player like Fafana in your team, just because he's going to still play his socks off until he leaves. Yeah, maybe. I do. I do agree though. If, you know, if if he's more focused on the transfer than the game gameplay, mm. then I get mean, him gone. And, oh, and if, he's yeah. not—he's not a name like Ronaldo, you know. He, for Wesley Fofana, like, but he's as important to Leicester as kind of Ronaldo is, you know. Not as big as stature and presence, but they need a defender. Yeah, that's good. Like they can't really afford to drop him. Yeah, right now, especially while the—I'm not sure what the goes with Sionchu. I'm not sure if he's coming back from injury or form, or whatever it is. But if it is injury, it might be because of that too. Yeah. Um, one player I don't rate. In their back five, they when they play a Marty back there, I do mm. not, I do not see what the hype is around. Well, there's no hype, no, but no. how he, how he just keeps his place. Well, For me, he's just he's mistake after mistake after mistake. He's erratic. The way he plays the ball out, he's not very good. He's, he's. I, I don't think he's class at all. No. Yeah. Well, he was at fault for a major goal last week. Yeah. In their um their result last week, so. I yeah. Yeah. So that's. Yeah, that to me that's baffling that he keeps his. They must have, they must have centre back issues. 
because to, for me to, for him to still be getting minutes is just a, a joke to me. Yeah. Um, but let's not. Unless does anyone else have anything to say on on the Leicester performance? No, nah, nah, not so much. Let's no. tr- yeah. try. It's more about Arsenal that one. I think. Move on then into our predictions for that Prediction. one. So Scassi, you had it three one to Arsenal. Close. Jackie, you had it two one. Benny, you had it two all. Yeah, I've had a shit week. And I had it two- <laughs> <laughs> I had it 2-0. So we all, for the most part, picked the Arsenal win there. Um, not quite the margin we were expecting, but... Mm. Six goals, yeah. Six-goal thriller for Let the second week of the Prem. Takes us into Brighton versus Newcastle. Quite don't, the opposite. Yeah, don't have much to say about this game. Like, not like an in-depth analysis like we just did with Arsenal no. and the Villa-Everton. But yeah. just that lucky Newcastle and a brilliant Nick Pope. Yeah, fantastic! What a signing yeah. he's been. Yeah, he's, quality. he's fucking big too, eh? Like his yeah. presence in that goal is like he's yeah. big boy. Like as a striker, seeing him, like yeah. his long arms, his long limbs, like fuck, how am I meant to put it past this cunt? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well said. Wait, I'm meant to put it past this. <laughs> Very well articulated, but yeah, I will say. Um, I thought it was one of the most entertaining nil-nils I've seen in a while, to be honest. Like, I don't think nil-nil paints an accurate picture of the game. I mm. think it was a pretty back-and-forth game. Yes, Brighton were the better team, but I think Newcastle had chances, um, and I think, obviously, Brighton should have scored. Pope was unreal. Do you reckon that's the quality of Brighton or the hype after being United? Like, do you think... No, that's Brighton are just good. That's their quality. They're the XG merchants. So like, yeah. Yeah. It's that's a mental that they Brighton, beat us. Yeah. By scoring two goals. Where did we predict them? Again, we predicted eighth, them, yeah. Eighth or ninth. Oh, High yeah. table. That yeah. makes sense then, yeah. Yeah. They definitely, well, they finished <clears throat> eighth last season. Yeah, they had a good season last year. Yeah. And they're, they're just a good team. They just, they bring in, they've got a good system. They're probably, yeah. for the mid-table teams, they've got the best system. And Pollard as well. Yeah. Mark. I can't sing Grand Potter's. Praises enough. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. fantastic manager yeah. for what he's got Unreal. at Brighton. Fantastic. Yeah, their front. So they, they. I think they've been playing like a two up front, but then they and then three in the midfield. Is that correct? No, one up front. They've been playing just Welbs by himself. Danny Welbs. And then they play. Himself. They play like sort of. Pl- they play like two off him. They play like Trossard off him, and then. Oh, so they've gone to. The I like Trossard. Well, they played this. I don't think this is accurate, but. Here it's saying Lalana and Gross off of Welbeck, but no, that's that, that perhaps not right. Lalana yeah. was deep, deeper. Yeah. Um, well, their their front three plus their midfielders work extremely hard. Yeah. They're extremely hard working players. Yeah. And that's why they probably get those uh, XGs. Yeah. 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 I think uh, I think the thing for Brighton last year they did well for it, but the year before they had a had a bit of a stinky year in their terms because they just didn't hit their XGs. Like, they didn't hit the goals they should have hit. Like, the games where they expected to score three goals, they weren't scoring mm-hmm. any. Um, and I think that's the problem with Brighton is that if they don't – they have too many games like that yeah. where they're not scoring, where they should they should have put Newcastle away. Mm. They should have. And if they don't, then they, they could fall – out of that top 10 spot, I think. They're um, another team that would just benefit from a number nine. Yeah. Just, they're not necessarily an old number nine, but somebody who's just like, that's why in our ones to watch, I picked Undav because I thought yeah, he's going to come in and do some magic. He's not, I don't think he's really had a chance yet, but. No. Nah, Danny's good. Yeah. 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 Yes, you've ruined back in blue. blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I, yeah, I do rate Welbeck, but yeah. he he is hit and miss. He has mm. his games. He can be he can go missing in some games too. I think Brighton are at that stage now where they could get like a quality striker. Yeah, like they don't have to go and get someone from like a second division or a low table team and hope. I feel like they're getting to a position now where they can poach more yeah. of a top level striker or Danny Boy. I don't think they have the the funds to kind of do that. Or yeah. They probably have the funds. They don't want to spend the type of funds yeah. to do that. Like, mm. they're more than happy to just float. I don't think they're ready to push on for the Europa and the conference or any of that because it's a lot more money. You have to have a lot bigger squad. Yeah. Like, it's a yeah, big that- commitment to make. Whereas where they're at now, you can build a really solid foundation and then push on and progress. I, I do I do agree with Scott. I think they're awful close. Like Even, like, getting, like, an Ivan Tony or someone. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I rate that. Yeah, um, I, th- I think they're super close to that pushing Europe spot. I think they are. I think they just Bamford. they've they're the 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 building of their foundation. I think is almost complete. Like they mm. are, they are so good at it, um, and a second and none from now. Like they their recruitment is so solid. Like they take no time at all. They sell Cucurella to Chelsea for sixty three million, and then they sign. Um, Esther Punin or I can't pronounce it. Yeah, I know about, yeah. But they signed him for was it like not even twenty million pound? Mm-hmm. And you know he was Villarreal's one of Villarreal's shining lights last season. Mm-hmm. Starting left back, played most of their games, and he's come into that Brighton team for a third of the price of what they got for Cucurella, mm-hmm. which is a joke. Like that recruitment is is outrageous. They get what they want for players. You know, they, they sell players for a ridiculous coin. Yeah, I think like a Bamford or a Tony would be great in that team. I wouldn't I wouldn't go Bamford because he's just too injury prone. They need to keep someone fit. I think someone for them would be um, someone – I feel like they, they get so many players from overseas that you haven't heard of, like mm-hmm. little, like players like under-the-radar players. And I think someone like that will pop up over the next sort of – I'll throw a name. They want consistency. Inaki Williams. Played every single yep. game for Bill Barry for like the last Three five years. years. Yeah, five, something yeah. ridiculous. That's a good shout, to be fair. Mm. Big, physical. He's not old either. Bang oh, he's, he's starting to, I think, I think he's 30. Yeah, I think he's starting to get up because his younger brother now plays for Nico. Bill Barry. Yeah. Is yeah. he the one that um, has signed like a 10 year contract? Yeah. Yeah. Something ridiculous yeah, so like that. Won't yeah. Go anywhere. No, he probably won't, but somebody, <laughs> somebody of <laughs> the elk. I definitely think when it comes fit. When that transfer comes through and deadline day, I'm going to look like a freaking genius. <laughs> <laughs> um, we still got seven years on his contract. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's That's crazy. Yeah. Though. Why would you sign a 10 year contract? Yeah. Uh, it's because it's Bill Bell. Yeah. Bill Bell are just like that. I don't know what it is, but they yeah. they have a full Spanish team, and it's like well, it's, it's a culture. It's regional, in so they only yeah. buy re- they only buy players from the Bilbao region. Yeah, yeah oh, not right. for Bal- Bilbao side. I mean, more for the player. Yeah, like, you, well, if Bilbao don't want to increase your contract, you're stuck with that price for ten years. Yeah, but I fine. think a lot of the players yeah. that grow up there are like yeah. in love with the club. They they tr- they're trying to grow the club. So when they have big talents and stuff, they try and. Like tie them down. They, yeah, they want us. They want them to stay because that's the only way that they get better as a club. Well, surely there's like a silent respect of like if you perform, we can give you a new contract. Like oh, for the same so. length of more money, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel like if you did have any other club, then like if you go to fucking even just like I don't know Brighton, sign a ten year contract as a young player, you are kind of shooting yourself in the foot like yeah. wages wise and. Yeah, literally. Yeah, there'll be bonuses for something. Yeah, that, that would make sense. <laughs> yeah. But I think, yeah, if they have a culture around it, then 
I reckon there would be a lot of bonuses and stuff like that to make sure that there is that healthiness in the club. Yeah. Um, what was our predictions for Brighton Newcastle? Just, just touching quickly on Newcastle too. I think um, I think it's a massive point for Newcastle to to scrape a nil nil when they're not playing well. Mm. Um, I think it's huge, mm. and I just want to say just just touch on that. I think um, you know we've given them a big sort of hype up. You pull with our microphones today. I don't know. There's lots of movement going on. Around. Bad day for him, mate. Um, yeah, we're number three. Quite a big hype up from the first week, um, but I think that's it. That's a huge point for Eddie Howe um, going forward. Yeah, it's a, it's a nil-nil. It's a it's a good defensive result away from home. Away from home against a really good team. Um, it's very telling of the trajectory. Craven's of Newcastle College. Hey, is that the f- no? Stadium? That's full. No, that's full. Amex. 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 Um, but yeah, that's that's all I really want to say on Newcastle. I, I don't think this will derail them at all. No, nah. There's something to learn from. Like yeah, they're gonna, their big players were slow. Bruno definitely wasn't firing, but players like Pope were solid. You know, yeah. getting minutes back in the bodies of the injured players, like Trips and that coming back in the lineup. They're gonna have games where they they're not firing. Yeah. If they yeah. if they didn't, then they'd be. First or second. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it, sh- it does show as well that they've got a lot of work to do. I think yeah. they've still got, they've still got a sort of a lot of mid to low table players in their team mm. and they need, they need sort of, I think a few more recruitments yeah. before they're well, in they're, discussion for top half. Yeah, their bench is shocking. Like the substitutions that he has yeah. to make are just fucking sad. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, Predictions for that Predictions game? Predictions wise. Scassi, you had it 1-0 to Brighton. Uh, yeah. Jackie, you had it one all. Benny, you had it 3-1 to Brighton. And I had it 2-1 to Newcastle. So, Jackie. On the result. Played, Look mate. at you go, mate. Jackie boy. Um, I've got a few of these on another, the first night. Another, off result from another goal fest in this game. Manchester City versus Bournemouth. <laughs> AFC Bournemouth. <laughs> I think I was, got this one wrong. Yeah. Went Bournemouth. I was no. saying that... Um, <laughs> I was saying that um, City are going to really see how much they miss Jesus and Sterling, but even with Halang getting four touches in the game, they're still bang four. So it's yeah. like, oh no, Dickon. Yeah. I mean, it's exactly what we were saying I hope he gets injured soon. when we were predicting our calls and yeah. saying that Man City don't get those numbers because they have players that do everything. Yeah. And this is exactly it. You have a 100 mil striker who's touchable four times. One of them was a kickoff. One of them was an assist. Like, yeah. Beautiful assist. Yeah. And I'll say well played to Harlan um, because he didn't lose his shit. Because as, as a striker, doing all that running, all that dog work. Those games suck. That game would suck for him. And <laughs> fuck me. Like he, for him not to sort of sort of throw his toys out the pram or anything like that through that for a big name of, of his elk as well. Like he's a huge name. That's because props to Pep. Yeah. Pep yeah. will be drilling that into I, I will work, work, work. I will say though. Give it a few games of similar games like that and let's see where he's at. Because I think a player like that, like I, d- I don't think he can stay humble for too long if he's not know. touching the ball. I don't think he can come into a team like City, play for Pep and then start complaining but not getting the ball. Pep would be like, bro, we're winning, we're getting points. Like, Yeah. I don't think Pep would be like, all right, well. I don't, yeah, I think it'll come later in the, when they start to lose games. If they, if they get knocked out of the Champions League and things like that, that's when it'll come. But for me, yeah, it's it's a hard it's a hard shift to run for him to get four touches on the ball 
in 70 minutes of football against a team like Bournemouth where you're you're probably thinking as a striker, this is where I can bag, you know, two, maybe even a hat-trick. What will be interesting with Haaland is if he has another game like this and then another game, does he drop deeper to try and get on it? Yeah. And then that fuck up the team? Yeah. Because Pep's really positional in the way that they play. Wingers stay high and wide. Yeah. I can't see how I'm losing his head about touching the ball four times in the form they'll win. Yeah. Like playing for Pep, like, it's kind of, it's kind of predicted. Like, it's going to one of those big teams that play really transitional. I think going into the squad, I think Pep would have spoke to him before he signed him. Like, look, this is how we play. This is how you'll fit the system. He would have ran him through all of that before he signed the contract. Well, I think, too, it could have been a tactical choice from Pep to be like, look, yeah. we've got championship defenders up there. They're going to be looking for a big bastard to get around. Go up there and be around them. And you're not going to get a lot of the ball, but make a lot of those runs. Take yeah. those defenders away. And you might get cut back or we might just win. But yeah. either way, I'm going to need you to do this job. Yeah. 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 I think that's down to Pep and I feel like Pep will handle that well. Yeah. He's not like, he's not like a brat type striker. Yeah. Well, that's, that's my, my thinking behind it is just, good. I mean, none of us have really seen a whole lot of Haaland. Like we've seen reports, we've seen highlights and stuff like that um, being new to the league, but I think this will be a good show to see what mentality he has because yeah. he has that mentality where he just wants to win, just wants to be the best, I think. Yeah. Um, similar to Ronaldo, but I think Ronaldo has that brat mentality too. Like if Ronaldo got four touches in a game, you would he would fucking app and then got subbed. Yeah, yeah, but that's because no. like Ronaldo's been world class for twenty I was years. Say. Yeah, I know, I know, but it's mentality too. Like he was doing it before, yeah. before he was, a, you know, when he was a flopping. Yeah. So I think right. it'll be interesting to see that mentality. If he can stay, keep his cool and pep system in, in games, you know, every sort of third, fourth game, he's getting four touches like that. Yeah. I think that's absolute hats off to him. Like that's huge, huge sort of. It's still a lot of growth for Man City too, learning to play with that big type of striker there. They're yeah. used to playing those little intricate passes, getting into the byline, cutting it back. Whereas yeah. the runs Haaland makes... He makes them all day long, but they never find the end of him. He's never making that run as he charges through two defenders and that mm. ball and behind. So it's going to take a couple of seasons till we see him at his full power in that City squad, I think. But yeah, it's going to be a lot of games like this this season, I can see. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. But I don't really have too much to say about Bournemouth in this game. Like you, it's hard to criticise him versus City. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, give him compliments. It was only four. Yeah. yeah. Teams have lost to... 4-0 this season to Varwood. <laughs> 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 yeah, four goals isn't that much. Right? Yeah. It's actually a good result. <laughs> well done to Bournemouth. That was, take the positive was, from it. <laughs> I was thinking after this game, I was thinking, as a, as a um, coach of, of Scott Parker's sort of statue, what do you say going into a game like this, you know, or after it? It's just... Make it as difficult as possible. Yeah. That's I mean, the saying in the dressing room. Yeah. I yeah. think you go in thinking and sort of saying, look, just yep. do what you can. Yeah. Like, no, I realistic. think he'll be instilling belief. Like, I don't think he'll be like surrendering to a loss. No, no way. He'll be you're more not, like, you're you not go, giving up to saying, oh, yeah, we're going to, like, yeah, no, no it, chance. You go, we can fucking get something from, we can have a goal, we can have a dig. Because you're mostly looking at performance from Scott Parker. If you go out there and lose 4 0 and you play shit, you're angry. If you go out there and lose 4 0 and you play decent, like, you hold your own for periods or, like every time they attack, they're not right in front of your front door. Mm. Then you go, okay. So do you think then, touching on that, do you think he was angry when he came back in the dressing room no, after the game? No. upset, but he's not angry. 
do you, how do you, what do you think his team talk would be with the players after the game? He's saying he's keeping spirits high. Yeah, yeah. He's going yeah. look. That's the best of the best. That's what they got. Yeah, and they did four, but they had to fucking work to do it, lads. Yeah. So if that's the best because. You've got to be realistic as a manager. You're not going in there and saying, we're going to win the league. Like, not every team can win the league and not every team can stand the league. Mm-hmm. So for him, start of the season, he just said to the players, look, we're building ourselves into this league. Like, we're not here this season to go fly up the table and then drop out next year. We want to stay in the league. Yeah. This is how we're going to do it. Set it out. We're going to have hard games where we're going to get battered. Yes. But it's not about getting battered. It's about what we do afterwards. Do you think... Eric Ten Hag will be saying the same thing after half time. Let's not <laughs> talk about it, man. I'm not, I don't yeah, know. I don't want to talk about it. Best of the best. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Maguire, head up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> next game, mate. Next game. Come, come on, Harry, lift your head. <laughs> Harry, you must lift ah. your head. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, lifting that fridge ever be able to get Pushing forward to our uh, predictions then. Our predictions. Well, unsurprisingly, we've all backed Man City in varying scales. Scassi, 5 0. Damn. Jackie, 3 0. Close. Benji, 1 0. And I did. So close. 2 1. So. Yeah, okay. You know, the oh, most rogue of our mark. shouts was us giving them a goal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm off the mark for the week. Happy days. Taking um, us on to next Southampton versus Leeds. More goals. These yeah. Second goals. week. Exciting game, that one. Goal fest of a week. Um, this went 2 0 Larble. Yeah, two to up. They they sort of uh, let another lead slip. Leads. Um, Yeah, Rodrigo looking good. I did. I think I did mention him in our very first episode for one that might come out and have a good season. Um, And he looks like he is going to. To be honest, he got. I think he scored last week too against who was it? Who did they play? Wolves. What's it? Yeah, yeah. He scored that near post goal. and he looked good. He, I think he moved up top. I think Bamford got injured almost straight away, which is <laughs> the curse of yeah. Cal, to be honest, because yeah. you did say right. keeping him fit would be awesome for England. But, mm. um, yeah, well, that didn't last long, no. did it? I also wanted him to get injured so Joe Galhart would get more minutes and I look like a genius. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of that, they've just pushed just put Rodrigo, Rodrigo up there. there. And he's balling out. Good on yeah, him. Yeah, double on, on – wait, I think he scored both from striker too. Mm. Um, what do we think it is about Leeds dropping um, Leeds dropping Leeds? What do we think that is like? Do you think it's mentality? It can't be physicality because they've always been like a high intense team. I question think more Jesse so like, Marsh. I yeah. question his ability to adapt to tactics because Hassan Hootel made some changes and then Southampton came back into it. I don't think they have the depth or the quality on the bench to then go and make those changes to to relight the fires and to get you across the line. That's what I thought it was. I feel like it was just too comfortable yeah. being just two nil up and like, all right, let's just see this game out. But it was just too relaxed, I reckon, from Leeds side. I think it's a mix of a couple of things. I think that what you said, Cal, um, and the fact that I don't think he's got a, he, he's, he's not overly happy with how wide his team selection is. Mm. Um, you know, coming off the bench, he doesn't have uh, sort of a big pool of, talent that he's probably happy with mm. um also a lot of new faces in the side i yeah. think mentality yeah. comes into play has to come into play you know you've got you've got two older midfielders that have never played together before calvin that, phillips is gone yeah they, they're, they're fresh to the team you've got a, an attacking midfielder and brendan larrington who's brand new they're starting right back christensen's brand new you got um Stroik playing left back obviously he's, he's been there for a few seasons but he's not generally a left back mm. Um, so I think 
that comes into play big for them. Um, even one of the players coming off the bench, Sinistera, yeah. is a is a new signing. So still growing into the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, I think that I think that would ha- take its toll. You know, the me- mentality of of all sort of trying to find each other, play with each other, mm. things like that would definitely sort of. You don't have that experienced old head in there who knows the club through and through, knows the league. We well, do, it's, but he gets injured every week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, in the midfield or the or yeah. the back line. You know, even their centre backs. You got Lorente and Co- Cock, which is um, they're both. Uh, you are the <laughs> <laughs> Cocko van. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> when she gets around here, we have a whip around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I think mentality. I think a lot of it comes down to mentality and um, and choice of subs. What's the go with Gray? Like, because he got injured badly against Villa in preseason, but then he was back for game week one, which was confusing because there was talks about he broke his leg, but he's away for game week two. Like, yeah, don't know. Does anyone know? Maybe numbers are just that yeah. low. They're like, fuck it, you got a broken leg? Well, you might not get on there, mate, but just in case. Just have you on the bench, yeah. 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 I, I genuinely have no idea. I couldn't find any news or anything about it. He is so. young, but he could be, He could have just been out of favour for that game. Like he's not. It's not like he's going to be. Uh, he wasn't on leg. the bench either. He broke his leg against Villa. Yeah, yeah no, but you, didn't you say it was only a, a small fracture or something? And he came. No, I couldn't find anything about it. It was um, Ben Godfrey had a small fracture. We talked about oh, him in the yeah. same episode. But yeah, I couldn't find anything about Archie Gray and the seriousness of his yeah, injury. Not, so not hundred percent sure to be honest. But very uh, bizarre. On the flip side as well with Southampton, um, they looked awful. Up until probably the 60th, 70th minute when Ralph Hasenhutl made three changes, I think it was, that really just completely changed the side. Three changes that I will say, for me, I don't know why they're not starting. You know, Joel Joel Rebo, he started the first game. He looked like probably their best player in the first game. Mm. Obviously, they got battered, but... You know, I don't, I don't understand why he wasn't starting. Such in the first a versatile place. player too. It's just yeah, so inciting to watch. Yeah, he is mm. good. Another one that I thought was really good was Mar, the new signing striker. Um, I can understand why he's not starting, given the fact that he's he's nineteen years old. He's yeah. brand new to the team. You, yeah, but surely he gets a like. He looked really good to me. He, he surely he gets a start next week. Um, Adam Armstrong, another player that for me. Yeah. Is one of their. It's bizarre he doesn't get minutes yeah. as frequently as he should for someone with his goal scoring record. Like yeah, and he, you know, he's just he, he reminds me of Shane Long. He just he just gets scrappy goals. He's he's good. He's a he's a runner. Mm. He just works hard. Good player to have on the field. He's mm. a very good player to have on the field. Um, and the other sub they made Jack Stevens, who I didn't I didn't really notice him to be honest, but um, yeah, I think. Well done for Ralph Hasenoodle. Mm. But as I said, yeah, why, why are those players not starting? A few of those. Hasenhootle's a funny manager, isn't he? Like, yeah. He has these periods where he's like decent and Southampton will be flying and then they go out and they lose 9-0 or yeah. 7-0 or yeah. like get absolutely battered. And you never hear any mention of Southampton looking around. They're just happy to be in the Premier League, I think. Yeah. yeah. Which is a bit concerning. Oh, 100%. But, like, there's no... Um, there's no growth. There's no yeah. anything. We did predict them quite low. Thing, mm. didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think in and around relegation. Yeah. yeah, I don't think we'll be far off with that. Yeah, you know, or like, I think if they get these these young players, they've got Joel Rebo, you know, Meyer off the bench, that Lavia in the midfield. If they get them firing and, and playing well, 
then they could be in for a sort of 15th, 14th place finish. Mm. But other, uh, if they don't, then, yeah, I think relegation battle is where they're going to be, to be honest. Yeah. Have a go with that. Well, we actually have another exact. So, Scassy, you had it 1-0. Fucking Jackie, you had it 2-all, mate. Damn. Well done. He's on fire this week. Liverpool lads, yeah. no football. Yeah. <laughs> Benny, you had it 2-0 leads, and I had it 2-1 leads. So Shit house. In a game like that, it's a tough pick. Um, obviously, you would have looked like a genius, Benny, if Lees had just fucking kept their heads on. But Yeah. <laughs> well, in my head, I'm a genius still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can send Jesse Marsh a DM and let yeah. him know how much of a dickhead he is. Yeah. <laughs> um, takes us to Wolves versus Fulham. Another at Molyneux. Um, another nil-nil, yeah. A massive chance miss for Mitrovic from yeah. the spot. A penalty, he smashed one away against Liverpool. Mm, bad is, pen. Is that what happens when your confidence is down, though? So that game against Liverpool, obviously, he scores the first goal where he absolutely batters Trent. Mm. He didn't even know he was there. Does getting that goal then fire him to keep playing on? And in a game where it's nil all and you need a breakthrough, you need a big number nine who's just yeah. going to put the ball down and stick it away. It's exactly why I haven't put Mitrovic anywhere near the top goal scorers for the league. And because this yeah. is what he does. I think with Leeds too, like that performance game week one against Liverpool, I think it's only down from there. You mean Fulham? Uh, hey, Fulham. Fulham. Who did I say? Leeds. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Fulham, yeah, same yeah. difference. But Fulham, yeah, I feel like it's only downhill. Not in like a steep downhill, but they're not going to be able to match that performance. And yeah. I think we kind of saw that yeah. against Wolves. I think we said that as well. Recapping the Fulham-Liverpool game was... I don't think Fulham play that well no. again for the rest of the season. I think um, I think it's a good point for Fulham oh, in, in, the, in the grand scheme, but I will say it's two points drop for Fulham. They should win that, given the chances. I thought they had the, definitely the better chances. Obviously, the penalty was a standout, but they had a couple more that were pretty good chances. Um, Wolves didn't offer a whole lot. Um, well, I was pretty baffled by how poor Wolves were. Um Especially at the Molyneux. Like, you know, you're thinking at home they should be sort of putting Fulham away. They didn't at all. It was a pretty dead nil-all, this yeah. one, I thought. Um, I think that the Wolves' new signing, is it? Mateus uh, Nunes. Nunes, yeah. Mm. I think that will uh, yeah. reignite something for them. Yeah, I agree. He's uh, exciting. Good for Fulham. Like, two first games of the season, like Liverpool and then Wolves. Like, to get two points from two games is not bad. Yeah. Seeing they're probably just trying to stay in the league this season. Yeah. yeah. Like, so I've seen the stat. It's, um, if you get eight points from your first five games, there's a 95% chance of staying in the league. Yeah. Must yeah, well, nice. I definitely... <laughs> <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. Um, yeah, I definitely... I definitely think, as you said, Cal, Mitro's, you know, he's got to score that. He's, yeah, he does. It's it's hard because, you know, he looks like a mentality monster. Like, he looks like one of those players that will just come in and you just fucking give him a penalty, he'll just bury it. That's yeah. the top player he is. But I don't know. It was a, t- it was a bad penalty. I think the, the fans got in his head. I think, I think uh, am I right in saying Saar said something to him before the pen? I might, I might be wrong. Yeah. Saying usually that. do. Yeah, but um, yeah, just got it wrong. The penalty was poor. Mm. Um, it was almost sort of. Per- it was perfect height for the keeper, but it was it wasn't even in a corner really. Like it was it was a meter off the inside of the post, which is mm. 
you know, not great. Um, it's, it's unexcusable from a player like Mitrovic. Yeah. A big bollocks number nine. Like, you have to be able to head a ball and you have to be able to score penalties. They're the two guarantees you have to have yeah. in life. But it, I think it'll be interesting as well to see how he bounces from this because it's, mm. it's, it could go two ways for me. I think he could, you know, show that it's a one-off and he come back firing again or he could just oh, let this sort of be in the bin. What? Oh, I'm just having a shock with my just microphone. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think Mitrovic has been around a long time. I think he knows how to bounce back. I yeah. think this type of situation will happen again in the future. Yeah. I feel like he loves here. I think he knows how to come back. But I feel like yeah, he'll have, this will happen again to him. And then he'll bounce back. It might be a bit of a um, a routine, but I feel like he's got enough experience to be able to come back from. Yeah, I really hope this doesn't derail his confidence going forward because uh, I like I like seeing Big Mitch I think he'll be getting like 12 goals this season yeah. I would say yeah I think that's I don't think he gets 10 yeah I don't think I think I think this is exactly what he does he has a good game once in a while when he gets championship is championship when he gets to the Prem he bottles it and it, it's Gosh. not happened once or twice it's happened three or four times like there's Prem a reason Newcastle sold him yeah. yeah but yeah for um, me, it's more talent of Fulham. You obviously we picked them to go back down. I think this is just the start of that. Yeah, that curve for them. Yeah. Uh, predictions for that game. Predictions. So, Scarcy, you had it two one Fulham. Damn. Jackie, you had it one all. Benny, you had it one nil Fulham. And I had it nil nil. I am sure. Yeah, the boys. We do know things. We do know things. Yeah, you boys are carrying the team. Well, <laughs> look, we a couple. I've of had games. one right. I think we said in that first podcast was it's so hard to predict early on. Yeah, I think we're doing well. Yeah, once <laughs> yeah. it starts to stabilize. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think, I think we're doing, doing pretty, pretty well. well. <laughs> Until next week, where we shit the bed again. Yeah. 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 Well, Not we don't me, really though. need to mention this. <laughs> this next game, we don't really need to mention. We'll just skip right on to Nottingham yeah. versus Wool, uh, West Ham. Yeah, we don't need to talk about Brentford United. We should make another potty. Um, just for this next game. I'll, ki- I'll kick it off. Um, <sighs> get, rip the band aid off. Uh, yeah, it was a shit show. Uh, 35 minutes of absolute pain. Mm. Um, Spain without the S. Yeah. Uh, um, it was hard. It was it was very hard to be honest. Um, I I think I what I woke up on the Sunday morning to watch this game, and without checking my phone, wish I checked my phone. I would not have fucking watched. But um, I just don't know. I mean, it's hard to be critical of Eric Tenag, but boy, you got it wrong. Playing no physicality in that midfield against the Brentford, you know. Yeah, well, Ericsson at holding midfield after bit. I know everyone sort of touched on it already, but. Playing Ericsson as a holding midfield after playing him as a false nine. To me, it just shows that he doesn't trust anyone in the team mm. except for Ericsson. He's worked with Ericsson. He, he trusts Ericsson. That's it. Um, dragging Martinez at halftime, I think, is probably the wrong move as well from him. For a confidence perspective. Yeah. yeah. It's going to destroy his confidence. I didn't think he was that bad. No. I think everyone's harping on about how bad he was. He wasn't that bad. He won a lot of aerial duels, duels against Ivan Tony. Mm. A lot of the game, the big, big error was on the corner when Ben Mee just bodied him, just stood there and just like, just stood and it just bounced off his head in and Martinez looked like a little fucking kid trying to try it like, like it was like Ben Mee was holding it above his head and he was trying to scrape it off him and it was just embarrassing a bit. Mm. But uh, apart from that, the, the goals were 
just soft. De Gea, De Gea. The De Gea you know, first one is really the trendsetter. Like, De Gea has been such an integral part of that team since Fergie was there. Like, let's not get it twisted. He's a yeah, you club can't, legend for us. There's, I'm not slagging him off. But yeah. in a game where we just need to settle ourselves, because the chances came in the second half, if that first goal doesn't go in, it probably isn't 4-0. And also the one where you try to play off the back too. Yeah. 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 I think that yeah. two I think two that, goals are his fault. That play out the back was just like, bruh. It's yeah. ridiculous. And especially when it comes out that Ten Hag said we don't want to put the pressure on ourselves deep in the pitch. Like the space is upfield. I don't care how it gets there, get the ball upfield and get in behind and we fuck it by doing something stupid like I that. I think that right there, what you've just said though, I think that's a bit sort of inaccurate because I think you can tell that Ten Hag's trying to push us to play out from the back. So the, I, I think De Gea struggles with that massively. As we, we all know, his distribution has never been one of his strong points. Um, and, and it showed, you know, Eric. But to me, you know, obviously he played the pass. It was a bad ball to play. But who the fuck else is showing for the ball? Eriksson's the only one showing and he's got a man in his back and two, two attackers Beside him, but in that moment you still make a decision and just yeah, volley. Of course, it of course, just it long. No, yeah. yeah, of course, no, um, no fault off of De Gea. It was a bad ball to play, but no one else shows, and that's the problem with in our team is we have so many players that go hiding when we when shit goes go when things go to shit. And but there's like there's a there's a way to play out the back. If you got three Brentford Brentford forwards yeah. up front, marking your defenders. You don't try and play out the back. Yeah, just pump like, that is such bad. It's just even tactically, yeah, like not I'm, even about people not being there. Just yeah. even trying that in the first place is shocking. I disagree. No, no, I completely disagree. disagree. I think you Free can play. Attackers. I think you can play out no. from the back. You just got to pick your passes no, better. No, you can't. not in the way yes, Brentford was set you can up. No. Dink, dink the first line of attackers and dink. play out. You're going to risk a dink when you can't even play a yeah. pass along the floor. Yes, of course. Having four people There's, back there no, with three Brentford attackers is a stupid. I guarantee you, if Liverpool City. Had three players, three players like that pressing them. They would play through the press. Yeah, but that's Liverpool and City. They're yeah. not. Yeah, I know. Struggling but they start City. somewhere, and that's what Eric Ten Hag's trying to get us to start somewhere. Mate, because everyone's had... everyone's going to press us though. Everyone's going to. They know we can't play out from the back. Yeah. So if if we just all of a sudden go, all right, we'll stop playing out from the back because yeah. everyone's going to press us. Yeah, but when we goals, had... and then you play out from the back. Yeah, but when that we had... is in behind. Yeah, just mix it up a bit yeah. more. When we had Saka and Colo Torre, we're not like. Oh, let's play out the back and try to work around it. It's of like, course he did. no, we didn't. No. Yes, you no, tried. Didn't. You do. We tried, but not go two or three goals up. You do not when you're a goal down and you got three men there. You put it long. Yeah. and you get at them. We play out yeah. saying the space is up there. He came out afterwards and said, "I the space was in behind. Everyone knew this. Everyone knew that's where we were looking, and that's the balls we wanted." And he's gone and done that. And that's it. We would try and play out the back, but not with free Brentford attackers on the edge of our box. We're not going to be like, all right, let's try and play fucking Rabana here. Yeah. Okay. I. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I agree somewhat, but I do think, like, I have a different mindset of playing out from the back too. Like, I, I think missing out the first line of, of defence is still playing out from the back. I don't think you've got to ping it to your striker to then get out from, from, a, from a defending press. I think you can just lob it and hit your midfield if they're offering. But they're not offering. That's my point. It's like, you know, no one in our midfield offers. Ericsson was the only one that offered. He created all the space by coming short. There's a massive, massive hole behind him, and no one else offers. Yeah. 
Yeah. So to me, that's pl- playing out the press would be Ericsson come, a midfielder come across like a Fred or a Bruno drop into that space, unmarked, ball goes over to them, then we can, we can turn and we can play. I think all yeah. this start in the first place was pointless. Like they shouldn't have even tried to play from the back in the first place. And that specific time, like every time Liverpool get a goal kick, we don't just pass to the Virgil and try to play out the back every time. It's all circumstantial on what's happening in the game. Like if we're playing yeah. um, Palace and Ayu, Benteke and Zaha, Amark and Trent, Virgil and Matip, we're not going to be like, all right, Robbo, drop back and let's play Rabana. Yeah. We just boot it forward and try and play out. But if we're like coming from a corner like their players are trying to run back in position, then we'll play as a Trent, then Trent will try and play out from there. But in the situation where it's a goal kick and your free attackers marking all your defenders, it's so stupid to even try that in the first place. Yeah. Well, how City play out from the back as well is a good one. Um, Edison's obviously really good with his feet. Yeah. But if they are getting pressed, you, s- you see Cole Walker will come in and De Bruyne feels in like a right back position. Yeah. And no one, for whatever reason, midfielders don't like Fine. going wide. Yeah. Yeah. So he's free. Mm. So you, you can't do that dink ball yeah. that you're talking about. But you need players that to be able to make s- those sorts of movements. Yeah. yeah. It's I think that's what you're saying it. as well. And th- what you're saying mm. is when they have three attackers and then no one moving beyond, you yeah. can't play out. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That, I think you're spot on there. And I think, um, I think it is risky. But I think in football, I think it, overcoming risk can be – Due to great reward, I think like it can give you the best reward. So like if you beat a three man press, well three four five man press, which what Brentford were pushing, like we're on the front foot straight away, turn, yeah. turning like. But risk has to come down to probability. Yeah, like it all yeah. comes down to percentages. At that moment, it was ninety ten. Yeah, like it wasn't a fifty fifty risk no, or like a twenty percent risk. You're one nil down. That's the thing. We're one nil down away to Brentford inside the first twenty minutes. Mm. Stop fucking around with it. Yeah. Get it down there and put some pressure on them. Don't because that came from a free kick. Yeah, yeah. It was a Harry Maguire free kick. He just knocked inside and stood and let De Gea get fucked. Yeah. yeah. So just fucking put it long. Get it away from there. Get us out of pressure. We've just conceded inside of fucking ten minutes away after we've just lost our first game of the season embarrassingly at home. Let's just settle ourselves down. It, it goes back to what we're talking about last week in the lack of mentality in that United team. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly like, right. Like, why put the pressure on ourselves yeah. so early? Fuck it yeah. off. Like, Get yeah. it. You've got Cristiano Ronaldo up front. Risk yeah. a 50-50 of him getting a fucking nod on. Yeah. Like, it, United at the minute, it's the same shit. We're just mentality. Because that second half, he made the changes. We don't concede goals and we start to fucking push yeah. and have a look and have a sniff. Like, But that, 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 touching on my point, is like, you know, he's trying to get us to play out from the back. 10 minutes we concede, like you said. He can't, like, whatever he yells from the sideline isn't going to be, okay, stop playing from the back. You know what I mean? He, we're we're going to still try and play out from the back because that's what he's trying to coach us into doing. Yeah. Obviously, he's only been there for a few weeks and he's only had, well, six weeks, but he's only had so many training sessions. We're not good at playing out from the back. Mm. We're not. So for us to switch them... Would any, any smart team would do like you said. Mm. You know, you concede early, stop trying to play out from the back. They're doing a three, four-man press. Stop doing that. We're not smart enough to do that. Well, I someone's do agree. experience is the hair. And even like, I know, Maguire's the captain, so we should have more authority on what's happening with players out the back and stuff like that. But it's common sense. It's a, fucking booted. Uh, I mean, it goes back into the old sort of issue we have with no leadership, but mm. because Maguire's that leader, but he... 
He's the one that doesn't want the ball. You can't even Je- find the right what? fucking dressing room walking into the stadium. Yeah. Fucking yeah. idiot. Walking into the away dressing room. How the fuck's he going to know where to play a pass? You can't even walk down a hallway with a clearly marked fucking door yeah. and walk in the right one with fucking TV cameras on him. Like He's I, an idiot. There's nothing more I love than watching United get battered. There's nothing more I love than watching United get battered. But when I was watching that game, I was just thinking, fucking hell. Yeah. Like, I wasn't even it's happy hard. watching them getting battered. I was annoyed was just that this shit is happening. Like, Go, what, like I w- yeah. I, wanna, I would like to tally up how many games... In the first 10 minutes, Maguire's played a fucking pass completely out of play. All of them. I, rec- I, re- I honestly think... The last two years, it would be all of them. I honestly think there's so many. Because he did the same. Before we conceded, we tried to play out from back. Exact same situation. Ball goes to Maguire. And there's honestly about fucking five metres between him and the pressing defender. And he just kicks it straight out. I'm, I'm just like, fucking hell. Like, I... <clears throat> I play striker. I would never be able to play centre-back. But I would be more calm at the back than that. Like, how, how can you do that, being that, that stature of player and you just kick the ball out, completely just out? Just a fucking idiot, man. I, I'm it just puts more pressure. Push, push him forward, but onto the other goals. Um, obviously, the first two, De Gea at fault, I would agree. Um, the third one, I think, was... Ben Mee's header. Ben Mee's header, which Lissandro Martinez... Um, the fourth one was fault. when... The counter-attack. The counter-attack, but yeah. I said it last week, Harry Maguire doesn't like running towards his own goal. Yeah. No, and but same and Luke thing. Shaw is yeah, Luke Shaw, paper fuck it, hell, yeah. Mate. But Maguire is pressing with um, yeah, uh, the right back Delo. Delo, when what? why? Yeah, why? There was literally no one there, yeah. and Delo turns around. Oh, Ericsson, I think might have been. Is mm. like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, yeah. get back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the breakaway there, yeah. and then whips into the box for old mate to bang it. Well done, Ivan Tony, though. What yeah. a ball! Yeah, Ivan Tony. Fucking sensational. But yeah, I think there's a few few things to touch on with that. Is, uh, and I think every time we do this, you you boys pick out Maguire's faults every time we discuss the Man United thing. I think for us, we're so used to it, we pick out other players' faults. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're, you're, we're used to Maguire fucking just making the complete wrong decision and going to a one-on-one. And yeah. just m- leaving a massive hole in the back line. That's something we're used to. I think Maguire so. gets a lot of a lot of blame because the captaincy and his arrogance. It goes back to what we were talking about last week. Yeah. I think that's why he gets so much criticism, especially from me and Jack and everyone else, like just normal spectators. Like, fact, he's fucking yeah. rubbish football. And rubbish he's too, yeah. Fucking rubbish. I'm so done with him. I've had enough. Yeah. He's yeah. dripping with the armband, fucking cancel his contract, get him the fuck out. Chelsea want him, fucking have him on a free. I don't yeah. care. Get him the fuck out. I'm so sick of it. <laughs> I think it's because we don't expect <laughs> other players to be really top quality, you know? Like, I think we've just watched that many mistakes for so long. We don't expect them to be that great. Yeah. But with Maguire, I think we still have that expectation. Like, you're captain. you got this head on your shoulders. Are you biggins? So, I think we put a lot more pressure on him in terms of criticism. Yeah. So, the other players don't really expect greatness, to say, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does. I think that's why we put a lot of focus on Maguire, just because of his um, position in that team. Yeah. We want to spin a positive and say, at the moment, at this moment of filming, Casemiro. Yeah, yeah, well, I think I'm that's not, a great I'm signing. Happy with that, I'm excited, but I'm that's a great signing. Still sad that he's going to be playing in front of Harry fucking Maguire <laughs> and probably next to fucking Fred or McTominay. He's surely <laughs> Martinez goes in midfield with Casemiro. Nah, I can't see that. I can't. I, I just do not. Fall. Him in defence is just yeah. I don't know. Look, let's. 
United were fucking rubbish, terrible. We played shit. We deserved to lose 4 0. But we deserved to lose 4 0 because Brentwood were fucking. Unreal. Brentford were fantastic. And they did exactly what they said. Thomas Frank came out after the game and said, they have a weak spot in that defence and we've got some big fucking boys, so let's go and have a go at them. And they did. And they did it every time. All their goals were fantastic. The counter-attack goal was sensational. Yeah. Ivan Tony is arguably one of the most on-fire strikers in this league currently. He's fucking so impressive. Everything he does, he's so strong on the ball. He's hold-up Good dribbler, great passing range. Yeah. Um, ben Mee was a manager last season. Yeah. Don't need to say that. He again. was a manager last <laughs> season and he was woeful against Leicester in their first game. Yeah. But he he had a job to do this game and he fucking went out and did it. I will say, if anyone needs to pick up form, fucking first United. Yeah. We honestly... Oh, we need form. We've got two draws. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> <next week. laughs> but you will lose 1-0, mate. Yeah, so. Probably. <laughs> like... Brentford are a sensational team. They've got some really good players. I really like um, Josh De Silva. Yeah. yeah. He came on against Leicester and scored that screamer and was just instrumental in the first half against us, I think. Yeah. Really fucking tore Impressive us Impressive player. Um, yeah. United, Casemiro, great deal. We need to say CDM, but that's not even the most of our problems at the minute. To be honest, it's going to fix a gap, but... I think we got to take it one step at a time. I think Casemiro is probably... One of the best signings we could have made, yeah. I have to say. I think it's such a dream signing. I don't is. know why he wants to come to a team that's neither uh, Ronaldo isn't. Yeah, isn't in the Champions League. Has lost our first two games of the season, and he's leaving a team where he's just won a Champions League. They'll yeah. probably win the league again this year. Probably even win the Champions League again this year. Let's oh, be real. I guarantee Ronnie was on the phone. Or yeah. yeah, but uh, how the fuck our board have pulled it off? I don't know. Money, money, money. Lots yeah. of money. Apparently, mil, is it? Apparently, no, 60, 60 million pound plus 10 million pound in 70, add-ons. Yeah. Wages, though. 60 million Yeah, wages is the big one. Apparently, he's on a lot of He's wages. going to be one of the highest paid players at the club, which us. is... I think he'll probably match the Hayes. 350 a week, somewhere around there, probably. So that means okay, we've no. got like four players above 350 a week, mm-hmm. which is an absolute joke. That's a joke. But it's a different story. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we're a fucking joke. Right, Fuck what else do you do when you're in the bin like we are, you know? like That's what happens when you own. Like, we had this with Hicks and Gillette. Hey, Jack, with Liverpool. Like, yeah. your owners don't give a fuck no. about the club. It's just a money pig. Well, it's come out this week, too. The Glazers are looking for further investment in Manchester United. And there was a glimpse that we were going to get someone decent, an actual yeah. English conglomerate <laughs> to put some money in. Well, even Neville was... was Yeah, turns out it's not. They just had to publicly announce that because they've got a deal with another American company whose CEO... Yeah, whose CEO was a major part of the Jeffrey Epstein stuff, putting some really cool money that way. And they also have invested in a lot of sport clubs that have then had to fold because of the dividends they're paying out. And apparently... um, So thanks, Glazers, you fucking ugly rats. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard. (laughs) Well said. Elon, Elon Musk, though. No, not happening. Yeah, I know. It's just a troll. Thanks, Elon, you fucking dog. <laughs> you ugly rat. rat. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Elon, but um, don't play with my heart. Should we oh, Should we move on? Because Yeah, because I'm just yeah. getting sad. Yeah. So, unsurprisingly, none of us had a 4-0 Brentford win. There's no exacts on this one. Scarce, you had it 2-1 United. Jack, you had it 3-1 United. Benny, you had it 2-0. I had it 3-0. All of us are fucking rubbish. Show. Brentford are great. <laughs> United are in the mud. Um, no one in the whole world would have predicted that. No, Actually, Brentford a, fans. Another um, 
podcast I listened to, football podcast, I think Pitchside, that the guests they had on picked Brentford 4 0 before the oh, match week. No, I did see that actually. Yeah, yeah I did see that <laughs> I was one. like, as if you fucking picked that, yeah. you dog. But anyway, not <laughs> yeah. podcast beef. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Calling One you out, yeah. mate. <laughs> Nottingham versus West Ham United. Oh, um, mate. Another surprising result here. What a performance. Dean Henderson with that penalty save. Yeah. That was a big fucking Dean moment. Doing the you saw how much that meant to him. Nico Williams, fuck, what a player. What a game from him, too. I think yeah. Lingard played well, too. Like, that was such like a championship fight. Of a yeah. game yeah. Like, I mean team Like the way they play Was just Like they didn't play fantastic Like But they just put Everything on the line Like jumping in front Of every ball yeah. Like there was just Nothing under 100% In that game From Forest. Yeah I thought I thought first half It was all Forest To be honest yeah. I think yeah. First half they looked so good They were attacking it well They got the They got the goal In the first half I believe And they just They just looked The better team West Ham looked a bit Stuck in the mud and Yeah um, second half, I think the, the quality showed of West Ham. They come out and they pestered them a lot. They got the penalty. Mm. Decker's Rice, I think. I think I've seen a stat saying he's scored two out of four penalty. That was a bad penalty. Five, five penalties or something like that. Some bad stat. Um, On a good note for West Ham, though, like what a player Ben Rama is. You reckon? I thought he played really well. No, second half. Yeah, he's decent. They got a, they got a few good players. Um, to be honest, are uh, just top quality. I think Deck is right. Apart from the penalty, Declan Rice is just fucking wizard. I me. like Ben Rama. Yeah, Ben Rama. Yeah, yeah. The highlight for me from that game was um, Nico Williams, though. Yeah, Nico. Like, yeah, he looked very good. come from the pool, but the deliveries he put into yeah. the box, like, yeah. so good. Yeah, I was, Trentesque. Yeah. Yeah, I was very surprised how good his delivery was. Yeah. It's the early crosses too. That yeah, you know, from that, deep. Yeah, that's what I, I so. as a striker, I love an early cross. Oh yeah, and mm. fucking hell, like if someone can put it on the money like that, when there's you, you know there's nothing you can do to defend that. Mm. You know that that's 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 perfect, and then they've got that big man up top, that new signing from uh, Union Berlin or something like that. Yeah, um, a one e. He used to play for Liverpool got, as well. Yeah. He got the I goal. Got too many appearances, but yeah, big lad. Mm. Yeah, but he, if, if if Nico Williams can keep whipping balls like that in to that to that guy, yeah, definitely. He was doing it. that for Liverpool too, but obviously you just you can't take Trent out the team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's quality, and that's why we had to let him go because he was too good to be on the bench as like yeah. an attack and fullback. He was getting frustrated as well. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So Nottingham Forest this week have become the highest spenders in yeah. 2022, yeah. not wow. just this window, in 2022. Do you want to throw that table a bit harder? I'm just going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Sorry, I don't those. Um, so yeah, highest spenders in 2022, almost, well, over 200 million spent, which is... That's crazy. Uh, is that just on transfers? Yeah. Not including like wages, because 220 no. million. That's a lot. So financial fair player... Just it doesn't any. exist in Nottingham, apparently. Yeah. Because that's mental. Like, they don't even have a shirt sponsor. How are they getting money? Well, that's the crazy. I think they're actively hunting for a shirt sponsor. But yeah. It looks so weird, by the way, in the Premier League to have just. It's, it's really cool. I really like it. Like, it would be cool if they had a groovier shirt, but the simplicity of just a red shirt with the forest badges. I like groovy. it. Yeah, I don't like like the big clunky shirt things in the middle. Like, if you have a bad one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's very interesting to see. Um, obviously, they did make a lot of money coming up through the playoffs, so they they might escape the 
the grips of financial <laughs> fair play, but yeah, they've made a lot of signings. Yeah, they've just two hundred mil. Yeah, they over two hundred. Yeah, um, Morgan Gibbs White is the newest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Neil Mope apparently from Brighton will be done this really? week. Um, he's a rat. He's yeah. definitely a rat. He's good, but Morgan Gibbs White. <laughs> they also big statement. They're giving him the number ten at Nottingham Forest. Morgan Gibbs White. So it'd be interesting oh, okay. to see him. Alongside Jesse Lingard in a very creative midfield there. The mind quite young players, so like Nico Williams, the striker, Awani, I mm. pronounce it, Hennessy. Gibbs oh, Hennessy, young. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Hennessy, Henderson. that young goalkeeper. Henderson, yeah. 25. <laughs> um, Wayne Hennessy, that young fellow. 55. Yeah. <laughs> I was just craving a drink. I think, like. I think um, <laughs> the Morgan Gibbs-White deal, I think, is a bit of an overpay, to be honest. 25, was it? I think it was more than that. I thought it was... Yeah, uh, closer to forty yeah, mil. I think it's forty, mm. forty million pound, which I think it's wow. a lot for a player that's never really broken through the Premier League. You know, no. he's had he's had spells where he's looked okay for Wolves, but he's never really proven it in the Prem. I think it's a lot of money. I think it's a it's a big chunk of money for mm. for a team coming up. You, for me, you'd want someone who's in, in there who's Premier League proven. Well, that sort of money. I think it's a great signing because they've already got Jesse Lingard, who already is at Premier League proven. So you can have Morgan Gibbs White playing off him, around him, you know, yeah. getting involved and getting that mentality boost from him. Um, Morgan Gibbs White also was my player that I picked from Wolves, the one to watch this season um, because of his goal contributions in the championship last year. Yeah. Um, obviously, as we discussed Who- with Metro. Was he at Sheffield last season? He was at yeah. Sheffield on loan. Um, and 20-plus gold contributions for a team that didn't even come up. It's yeah. pretty, yeah. pretty good. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like we discussed with Metro, the championship is the championship. It's yeah. a different kettle of fish when you come up. But you know, I think it's a great sign. I'm really excited to see him get lots of game time. I don't understand why Wolves don't want him to be quite frank. They look like they need so he's a not gold Portuguese? Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> Honestly, I think... I think, you know, they got rid of the two sort of English players that yeah. are in and around their starting eleven and Connor Cody and, and Morgan Gibbs White. They're signing uh Mateus. It's already done. Nunez. Nunez, Nunez yeah. yeah. Done deal. You know We're in for him. Max Kilman's on his way out now, I reckon. Sure. It's weird from Wolves. Well their owned that ownership like, in part is Portuguese. Yeah. So it's the same with um like the Leicester and the Thai thing, they have all Thai sponsors, all Thai deals. No Thai players, but so there's not there's not a lot of great Thai athletes other than Alexander Albon. All right, you F1 racist. <laughs> well, in well in the world of athletics, name me another Thai except Alex Albon. Come on, go on then. <laughs> uh, or Manny Pacquiao. Yes, yeah. Filipino. Exactly. Oh, fuck. Same thing. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that, that would be embarrassing if you didn't know Grange <laughs> Beep. 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 No, but like, that's that's so good for Portugal though. Like having a team in the world, like in the in the top league, like the Premier League, building the squad of just their nationality, like that's gonna do so well probably in like two World Cups time. Just like that rapport building between players, yeah. like week and in, week out. Wolves have a lot of the Portuguese youth, the yeah. high ranked Portuguese youth, you know. Mm. But they got rid of their best one, Diogo Jota, so Unlucky wolves. There <laughs> <laughs> um, we go with that. So, unsurprisingly, none of us had Nottingham Forest to get a result there. Um, only one of us had a goal. So, Scarce, you had it 2 0 West Ham. Sorry. Jack, you had it 3 0 West Ham. Benny, you had it 4 1 West Ham. And I had it 2 0 West Ham. So, 
Scrappy. On scrappy to next. game. On to the next one where we actually do have a good result here. Um, another absolute barn burner of a game. game on of the and week. off the pitch. Chelsea versus Tottenham mm. at Stamford Bridge. Electric. Yeah. Scraps yeah, on the field, game. scraps off the field. Chelsea could have finished that game, but two missed chances from Havertz and Sterling, I believe it was. But besides that, it was a really good game. I enjoyed it a lot. I think Chelsea were quite unlucky in that game too. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it definitely game of the week for me. Yeah. It was a huge game. It was unreal. I love, love to see the managers as fiery as they were. Mm-hmm. Conte and Tuchel. Ultimate shit all, from them both too. Yeah. yeah, they're both laughing about it as well, which is good. Yeah. I think they both got red cards, did they? Yeah, they after did. After the game. Which, That's like the fucking passion of football. Like I was touching on at the start, like... Yeah. That's just how powerful football is, and I fucking love it. Seeing yeah. like that firing between managers, like that passion, yeah. their clubs, like yeah, yeah, it's huge. And seeing the way Kane, like when he scored that goal, ran up to the crowd, and yeah, yeah, what a game! Ninety sixth minute from Harry Kane to put the ball in the back of the net yeah. from a free kick. That's very telling of that Tottenham winning mentality we touched on the first podcast. Like, yeah, there's so many games that the Spurs would have bottled that, and yeah, you'd see him bottle it and. Not get anything from it, so it's a scrap. Yeah. Uh, I thought Richarlison scored there because he like ran off like to the corner. Yeah. He's the first one to go. Yeah. Not Richarlison. I thought Kane got on the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. what? He's probably yeah. trying to claim it. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, nice, no, no. <laughs> um, uh, one thing I will say is, I think it's Stuart Atwell, the referee from the game. Yeah, he is copping absolute pelters, and rightly so. He's absolute stinker from him. I the thought Cucurella, hair pull. There was just a lot of incidents. I think. Um, mm. Leading up to Hoiberg's goal, Havertz getting fouled, definite foul for me. Yeah. Um, there was just so, just too many incidents, basically, um, to let slide. There's a petition going around now because apparently... Uh, Mike Dean, the VAR, Mike came Dean, out and said, yeah. I should have called him back. Yeah. But yeah. Piccarelli but said, that I should have said something, but... Yeah, but I think um, Stuart Atwell has actually been known in the past for being really biased against Chelsea. Hmm. Like he's had... He's, he's, refereed games before where he's pe- people come out and sort of complained about his bias against Chelsea before and now there's a petition going around I think there's like something like 150 200,000 signatures already saying um, that he can't uh, referee another Chelsea game well not only that Mike Dean famously celebrated a goal that Tottenham scored when he was refereeing on the pitch. I don't know if you've seen the yeah, clip. Yeah, I've seen he, he puts both his arms in the yeah, air and he runs. he plays the advantage yeah. and Tottenham on the advantage go and they score and he does a fist pump and celebrates him playing the advantage. And he's come yeah. out in interviews and said it's because it's a great refereeing decision. I'm celebrating my choice yeah, to play it right. It's just who he is. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah, just a funny Chicken killer machine. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. So he does support Tranmere. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe who, who would Tottenham verse in that game? Oh, I don't even remember. Maybe he just hates that team. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, do, I do. I think it would be what he said. Yeah, because yeah. he. Yeah, but that's just, what that's it, what refs fucking yeah. strive on. They love that. If game. you're watching it, it looks like he's just watching the ball roll into the net, and he just. Yeah. God. I, I had a ref in my one of my games, and like do that. He's like, "Fuck yeah, I've made a great decision," <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "It's a goal." <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I remember listening to um, Foscast and and Ben Foster saying that. He, I think one of the games he played, Mike Dean like let an advantage go and then they scored and he was like, on the way back, he's like, assist for Mike Dean. <laughs> <laughs> so, <no>, I think. <laughs> uh, um, we're going to miss him, mate. 
He's retired from. Yeah, he's, he's, he's only. In this the is his, he's, he's back on one year deal. That's why he's in the VAR room. I thought yeah. he was only doing VAR stuff. Oh, I think he might have a, a couple. I think of games he's. Oh, there. okay. Is he? I thought yeah. he retired from on field. On field referee. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I, I read oh, somewhere that he might have a couple. Yeah. A couple up his sleeve. But oh, either way, game was what unreal. Get him out there. Um, Wait, how'd we go with that one? Unless anyone else has anything else. No, not it really. It was a good, good fiery game from both yeah. teams, I think. It shows both teams have potential to go out there and pull off results against the top six. Um, yeah. And I think that the players, I think it shows how they play. The, the way they play to do is because of the energy behind the managers. Mm. Like how intense they are. Yeah. It shows in the pitch. Yeah. Tuchel's been under a lot of scrutiny of like, obviously coming out against his players and they're not up for it and, and what have you because of what's going on behind the scenes. But... Got him up for that game. Yeah, he was fucking. Yeah, he was a big, big fiery force in Stamford Bridge there to get him, mm. getting him around it. Kulabali debut goal. Yeah, screamer Cracker too. As well. Jesus Christ, yeah. very good goal. Uh, Played well too. And he just missed. He had a second chance that he just missed too. Mm. Kulabali. So yeah, what a um, debut by his left foot too. Yeah, the no, goal. The no, one was right, for right, him. but he missed a chance oh, the, just before on his left. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad we didn't sign him and we signed Harry Maguire instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's get into our results. Um, so another exact in this one, Scassy G, 2-all. <laughs> um, Jackie, you had it 1-0 Tottenham. Benny, you had it as a 1-all draw and I had it yes. as a 3-1 Tottenham bollock him. Here we go then. Last game of the week, another telling fixture, some oh. would say. Liverpool versus Crystal Palace. We'll go Anfield. We'll go through to my prediction 6 2. Yeah. What a call. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely nailed it. Um, what a performance from Crystal Palace across yeah. all parts of the pitch. Up well, until that red card, they played so well. For some reason, when we got to 10 men, we played our fucking socks off. It's like, the way it goes, though. It seems yeah. that mentality shifts then and you know you've got to dig in. Like, Luis Diaz was probably, unfortunately, the worst player on the pitch until that red card. As soon as yeah. he went to 10 men, Luis Diaz was just fucking Smart. world-class. Like, it was crazy. I don't know about the worst, but he wasn't as good as he could be. I yeah, would say... Well, he wasn't doing the job. I'd argue no. for worst. Yeah, he wasn't I, I doing thought he anything. was bang average until then. Mm. I thought Nat Phillips was the worst. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. You, just, you just don't expect as much from him. Yeah. I, I think, oh, yeah, the reason I didn't put Nat Phillips because I kind of expected it. Yeah. Like the whole blame for Maguire situation, yeah. you know, yeah. similar to... That Phillips, like, I yeah. can't expect him not to be that great. But yeah. shout out to Eze and Wolf Saha. Yeah. yeah. That ball from Eze, he it's makes Virgil look like a fucking donut. Gets nah, him it's running. Nat. No, yeah, it's Nat. Yeah. Like, gets him running the complete wrong way. <laughs> but no, nah, I will say, though. What finish from Wolf? Jesus. Ver- yeah. Virgil, he sprints back as, as hard as he can to Zaha, but he slows up like he's going to cut back inside. Mm. I just think, fucking just put it all in and try and get a block in. Mm. But, yeah, he slows up and he just... Well, with someone as tricky as Wilf, you don't know yeah. whether he's going to try and turn you. Or, like, the finish he made was fucking sublime. Yeah, it hit it so well. Yeah. And, yeah, and the big talking point then? Yeah. Darwin, Darwin Nunez. Nunez. Yeah. Bottled his Anfield debut. Um, and I know as soon as it happened, Scousy, you said, no way that's a red card. Do you stand by that? No, I watched it back. Yeah. <laughs> I was, Thank in you. the moment, I was yeah. so angry and fiery. But I watched it back the day after and I calmed down. I was like, yeah, fair enough. I was going to message in the chat that you'll just fucking see the yeah. red. Because Crystal Palace played that like yeah. a fucking... Yeah. Joaquin like, Anderson, well done. I was seeing so more red than the red card itself yeah. at the time, so I wasn't thinking <laughs> yeah. straight. 
<laughs> he was so far inside of Nunez's head, yeah. which is it's not a good sign. It's alarming for Liverpool mm. fans because that you know that's going to be pre- set a precedent for every other centre back coming up against him. Mm-hmm. Just, the best just thing. Bullying. Well, I've seen this morning Suarez come out and had a. I don't know if it's a well. It's obviously a conversation made public, but Suarez basically saying, you know, centre backs are going to do that now. You need to be able yeah. to keep your head. And the things so what Klopp did learn to from me. Klopp and yeah, Klopp and the press conference against United. Obviously, they brought up the red card. The way Klopp went about it was just shows the terrificness of the squad. And Klopp, he said, as soon as he got in the dressing room, no one made him feel bad straight away. We picked his head up. We make sure his chin is in the round, walking around, the, even just the canteen. Like we make sure he's involved in everything. He keeps his head up. We keep him having fun. He said, not one time did any of the players or managers put blame on him. No one tried to make him feel bad for it. Like obviously they had the other conversation around keeping your head cool, but besides that, everyone just bigged them up and said unlucky. Didn't shake his next. hand or say anything on the way down the tunnel. Though that's normal. Yeah. I don't think any manager does that with a red card. Yeah, but well, I think at the time Klopp was saying, "Get the fuck off," yeah. so he can get back in yeah. the game. In the game, yeah. yeah. I don't think Showing his inexperience, but to yeah. trying to stay on the field and plead his case, and yeah. Like, yeah. and trying to like start. Arguments with players. Yeah, he was just stuff. firing off at everyone. Yeah, like, like, like yeah, mate, you're doing yourself digging yourself a bigger hole because your, your suspension still is to come. Like, yeah, you yeah. don't know how long you're going to get if you keep going. I think you yeah. got two games. Is it came out of? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's generous. Surely that's downgraded then. Yeah, I, I thought, thought it was going to be three. three. Mm. But yeah, just, just besides the red card for me, what a poor performance from him. Mm. Absolute stinker up until the red card. I think the first half, you said Luis Diaz, probably the worst player on the pitch. I actually retract that. I think Nunez was way worse than Diaz. I thought just every part of his game was way off. He's finishing. He had, I think he had two clear chances where he had one of the back posts where he blazed on the volley. Definitely should hit target. He had the one where I think it was... I can't remember who played him in, but someone played him into the box oh, yeah. and he had the mm. left foot and he's just yeah. got Fluffed it all wrong. Fluffed it. Completely wrong. Um, he had a few other, I think sort of, I think he had like one other half chance. But for me, the biggest issue with his game was getting on the ball. Like he never came to feet once in that first half, mm. which for me, you need to do as a Liverpool striker. I think he did. It was just not successful. No, like, like, he, he just... He gets beat to it. Like he doesn't he doesn't want it to his feet. Like he he get he comes to feet. If you watch it back, he comes to feet when the ball's played. So he's never actually wanting it feet. He comes he to feet once the ball's played and, and he is then, a runner. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But you know, if you want to play number nine for Liverpool, you've got to get the ball to feet. Yeah. Because that's half their game is bouncing that number nine, getting it back in behind that midfield nine. Yeah. That's half your game is doing that. And he just did not do it at all. Mm. So many times the midfield looked up and it would be a perfect point for him to just step off Anderson, get the ball to feet, bounce it to like Elliot or someone like that. And then that's where you got Salah, you got Diaz then making those runs inside. And he just didn't, he didn't offer anything in terms of that. Yeah. I mean, it is harsh. It is a, you know, it is his first start for the club and he's going to learn. But yeah, to me, the red card was just a, Cherry on top. He, was, he, I thought his performance was dead shit. Yeah, well, I think the reason I said Luis Diaz had the worst performance because I expect him more. I think because Nunez, his first game debut, he's playing a completely different style than Benfica. I wasn't expecting him to come in be world class. Yeah, I think with Diaz, I expect him to do a lot more than he did because he's been in the club. He knows his what to do. He knows his job. He knows the transitions. 
I think he got it wrong. Nunez, I was kind of expecting a bit of a 50-50 match, but I don't think he played up to the expectations I had for him. Um, but I don't think this red card might be the best thing to happen to him, might be the worst, but I feel like it's if it's your first game and you can learn from it your first game, it can be the best thing that can happen for you because it can only get better from now, from your first game. But it kind of depends how it goes, but I, I kind of just trust Klopp and keep them composed I, and getting them back on track. I'm... The red card Same isn't edge. that concerning because sometimes you lose your head and you have that snap and you do dumb shit like that. We've seen yeah. it countless times. Yeah. It's the carrying on after as he's... Yeah. Like, and everyone's... Like, Milner goes up to him, tries to push him off. He's not having it. Clock's yeah, telling twice. him to get off. He's not having it. Like, yeah. that... And you don't fix that by a phone call. You don't fix that by people saying, oh, yeah, you got to keep your head. That's a inbuilt attitude. attitude yeah. yeah. Like, it's going to take yeah. weeks with a sports yeah. psychologist to be like, look, you can't be... Yeah, doing this shit. You play for Liverpool now. You're yeah, not biggest stage yeah. in the world. Yeah. You can't miss five games yeah. a year because you're a fucking hothead. Yeah, you've yeah. got to be out here and you've got to be doing it. But taking weeks, like weeks, is fuck all. Considering he's suspended for weeks, so never know. He might come back different. Yeah, like with psychology and things like that, it's not that hard to embody calmness in heightened situations. Mm. Like it is, it can be just conversations and having the right people around you. But it just depends. If he actually takes on the information he's getting told on that. How willing he is to that's, actually... Yeah. That's what sort of psychology is, isn't it? It's conversations and... Yeah, since conversations, but also embodiment as well. So it depends if he embodies it as quickly as anyone else can. Yeah. But I guess that's just keeping the right people around him. But on a positive note, like, fuck, what a player Harvey Elliott is. Mm. He's definitely yeah. the best player that game. Yeah, another, another good performance from him. Mm. Yeah. Just earning himself that shirt. Hey, yeah. earning himself that shit. Yeah. Oh, he's got to start. Yeah, definitely. I was, I was one. One thing I was surprised about was the Robo sub for Smekas earlier. Yeah, because well, he was on a yellow, and he was also so Fire. Crystal Palace were very clever. They got Robo early, and they got Nunez early. Robo didn't Diaz. get a yellow. Yeah, Robo hmm? didn't get a yellow. I think he did. Do not. No, nah, Diaz got a yellow, but Robo oh. was just being crazy. Yeah, Robo was, was getting. He was into somebody. Somebody was one on one with him, and every time they were doing him, and he was oh, getting up yeah. and he was chatting. So it, they had to do it. Because AU, that's it. Yeah, AU. Mm. yeah, yeah. No. Very, very clever from Crystal Palace, and that's Vieira. That is Vieira <clears throat> down to a fucking. Well, that's team. how we that shit house. Yeah. Like you look at the Roy Keane Vieira incident in the tunnels. That's all Vieira all day, yeah. every day. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, how do we go with predictions anyway? Yeah. Predictions, unsurprisingly, we didn't get it spot on. So, uh, Scash, you had it four 0 Liverpool. Close. <laughs> Jack, <laughs> you had it 6-2 Liverpool. Benny, you had it 1-0 Crystal Palace. Fuck, I was close. And I had it 2-1 to Liverpool. So, all in all, still shit Jesus ass. Christ. Uh, so, yeah. Overall, I think I oh, I did pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, you lot did really well. Yeah, as week. a group, yeah, we a few exacts. A few the bad in the last two, yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, sorry for the long hour and forty minute recap of last week's yeah, game. Yeah, that was freaking. Um, there's a lot to touch on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the first time we've ever had the whole round. Usually we're yeah. halfway in a round. So. We're gonna have the same thing next week too. Yeah, which so is good. We should uh, do apologise too that it is us recapping the games from two weeks ago. By the time you hear it, no, it's a week ago. It's last week weekend. Ago. Yeah, well, it's a week for us now, but then it comes out Thursday, so it's two weeks. By the time yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Fair, cool. it's very confusing because we record it we have to record it yeah. at certain times we're new to this yeah <laughs> so 
let's push on then. The current Premier League 11. So who we think right now is the best players in the Premier League per position. 433. It's got to yeah. be a 433. Yeah, that's what most teams play. Try yeah. and skip, skip this pretty quick, I think. Starting with a goalkeeper. Um, I guess between two. Yeah. Uh, awesome. The two Brazilians. Allison for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't rate Edison just quietly. No, no he's Manchester City goalkeeper, and that's telling. But I think he is just a long ball merchant. I think his ability to play with his feet makes him look a lot better than he is. Whereas yeah. Allison's yeah. a lot more well rounded. Yeah, looking back on last week's episode, me saying Van der Sar, I feel stupid saying it now because I feel like Allison's better. Obviously, Smyker, I still keep his number one, but yeah, I think Allison's yeah. up there, yeah. one of the best in Premier League history. Yeah, I think it's just Smyker and Czech in front of him. Yeah, I think Czech is probably the best. You can't yeah. pass him for Czech the best Czech and Michael, Premier top League two. Allison, I'd even argue for third. But that's a different conversation. Yeah, it's but, a conversation um, for the end of his career. Next week. Yeah. Next week. Yeah, next week. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Allison goals. Well, yeah, right back. Down, so don't worry right about back. It. I'm going <laughs> to throw Kyle Walker out there. Mm. I'm at current. If we're talking current right now, I'd have Kyle Walker before I'd have Trent for sure. Kyle Walker's so solid, has been for so long. If you want a right back to defend Kyle Walker, if you want a system where you have a lot of assists from out wide, you put Trent. But for me, I'd take Kyle Walker. The fact you day. said Trent to me says he's in the team because no one else said Trent at that time. Well, it's obvious between those two. <laughs> <laughs> what, is it? what about Lamperty? <laughs> oh, the lot. Yeah. Who? Lamperty. Lamperty. Yeah, obviously there's bias involved, but yeah, yeah I'm choosing Trent. I want to. I want to say Walker as well, purely because I think, I think as we go through this team, I think it's going to be majority Liverpool. Or the the city. Liverpool bias will come out, yeah. And I think that it's to me, it's going to be ludicrous that there's going to be almost more Liverpool players than City players. Mm. I think one position that's on the edge is right back. Um, Walker and Arnold, Alexander-Arnold, I think, I do agree. I think Walker offers so much going forward, just in a different way. He doesn't bomb down the right. He comes into midfield for City mm. and plays as like a number six or a number eight almost. And um, obviously the two different things. Like Trent gets out wide and bo- just blasts ridiculously good balls in the box. So I think it's hard hard because, you know, Trent gets way more numbers than Walker, but Walker's so much more solid defensively. Like, I, I think I'm going to have to go Kyle Walker as well. Yeah. I think Kyle Walker's boring. I don't think he does a whole lot. Which, yeah, but, well, to be fair, the City have all these other players that do things. Yeah. But to me, Trent is way more exciting to watch. Like, I when he has the ball, you're like, fuck, something's going to happen. Now. Like, I think my argument would be, for seasons, we've heard Trent's the best right back in football. I've never heard... Carl Walker in that conversation. That's because Carl Walker's a right back, a centre back, a left back, Center a mid. goalkeeper if you need him to be. Like <laughs> he gets around. Like and he's just been there. He's been so good for so long. And if we're talking right now, we're talking a Liverpool team who's had two draws and Trent's been at fault for yeah multiple times. Yeah. Or oh, one goal. I think. But. I think um, going off of your point, he's boring. I think that's probably why he's not discussed as, as better than Trent because what he brings to City is boring, but it's similar to what Rodri does. He just picks up that scrap. Like when they have the ball, he moves in and just moves it along. He's not the player to put the, to make that breakdown pass or or to put that threaded ball into the box. He's not that player. He he plays like a holding midfielder for him. So 
of course, he, his game going on the ball is going to be boring. Yeah, he doesn't score spectacular free kicks. Yeah. He doesn't whip. But he does his job. yard, balls into the box. Like. He also doesn't lose many defensive battles ever. Like there's never a time when you're like, okay, that's Kyle Walker's fault, that goal. So yeah. it's like, what, like what would you Mara rather? Says, Who beat you in 1v1? I think Who we're beat gonna, you in 1v1? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I think we're going to have to give up this one, to be honest, because we're not going to get anywhere. Should we come back to it? Yeah. yeah I reckon we could fill the team out and then we could see who would, which right back would fit the system better. Yeah. Yeah. Centre back, Virgil's a shoe in, and I yeah. think Diaz is a shoe yeah. in. Virgil and Diaz has to be. Yeah. I'd Koulibaly. I'd Virgil and Koulibaly. What? Koulibaly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, one game. <laughs> I think. No, I think it's probably. That's crazy. It's off. It's crazy off, talk, mate. What he's done as well. Yeah. I would, I would say. He did just win. The African Cup of Nations too, Koulibaly. Yeah. If anyone, I would say Thiago Silva over yeah, I would Diaz. Thiago up there. Maybe Thiago was my second chance. Yeah, I would. I would say Diaz and Thiago Silva pretty, pretty close. Mm-hmm. If yeah, I would almost say Diaz. Uh, Thiago Silva. I'd have to go. Yeah, Virgil. And the reason I say Diaz is because obviously he's in the thriving City team, but City don't concede. No. Yeah. Either. But he is a big reason, yeah, and he doesn't. That's get what injured. I mean. He's not like Laporte. Yeah, Laporte, Laporte's yeah. been injured and stays injured. He's just solid. He's always a always a bant. So I'd probably have Matip over Koulibaly, personally. Yeah, I think Koulibaly, so to be honest, but I just didn't want to have the full Liverpool team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Let's go silver then. Should we go silver? No, yeah, Diaz. I'm still thinking Diaz. Diaz, Diaz right. yeah, I'm still got Diaz over okay. silver. Yeah. Okay, well, Diaz left back Cancelo. Easy. Cancelo. I think I did yeah. this team about three times, and it was like. Basically, just a Liverpool City combined. It's, it's like, gonna fuck. be. It's, well, I mean, they're the two best teams in the league. Yeah, let's, yeah. Not, let's not be silly. So, yeah. Cancelo left back. We yeah, all agree. Cancelo, I'm down with that. Uh, three across the midfield. We're gonna play a holding and then two box to box. Whatever you want. Just babes. anything. Yeah. yeah, just three midfielders. For um, me, first one, De Bruyne. I think a hold, I'm gonna go holding first. I think Rodri has to be the holding. Well, do you want? Do you want to all say our three? Yeah, say your three, and then we'll. Okay. And we'll go from there. So I, I had Rodri, Thiago, Kevin. I'll I'll say Rodri De Bruyne, probably not Thiago. Um, fuck, I'll Bernardo Silva. I would have over Thiago. Uh, Harsh to not have a Liverpool player in there. But yeah, I mean, not, I wouldn't say midfield. Liverpool's I think the only one positions. the Liverpool player that would for me. Would maybe break it as Fabinho, but yeah. I think Rodri's better. That's what I was just thinking. I would probably say, ooh, right now, what would I say? I would say De Bruyne, Silva. I, I, I really don't have a third. There's too many players who are in and around and could be in and around that third spot. As in the holder? Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. However you want to. You I think Rodri and be, Kevin De Bruyne are Yeah, right. I think, I think Rodri, in. De Bruyne. Yeah. Are in. I think the thirds for me is between Thiago and Hendo. That's ludicrous. <laughs> I think not. <laughs> that's is that's fucking, fucking joke. No, yeah, that's, I, that's I feel like bias. Henderson. Look. I don't think Henderson's a bias answer. I think Henderson gets his strengths flying over his head because there's this media outlook that he's a boring player as well. But I think Henderson's quality. I, I, yeah. I see what some, other people would say Hendo's a terrible shout, but. Yeah. I don't think it's a terrible shout at all, but I just don't think it's current Premier League best 11 worthy. 
I'm going to throw my rogue shout out there for my third, Declan Rice. Yeah, I was going to say I would put Declan mm. Rice in before I would put – but Deck is also a holder. So. Just play flat yeah. three. Um, so we all agreed on Rodri and the Bruyne. The Bruyne, yeah. yeah. So the third one. Fuck, it's hard. Who else? My argument for Thiago is he's just so exciting to watch. Yeah, I'm really like he's so yeah. elegant on the ball. I'm with you there. He's like a sniper. He's actually ridiculous. If you if you were to watch a game and then just watch him, I've seen him a fair few times, and I know what you mean. He is very elegant, very good, but he does lack. I think he lacks physicality, and he he lacks um, breaking down play. I think. He still Every throws his I body around. He's a really yeah, good tackle. Yeah. But I think physicality-wise, he's not there for me. Um, I would argue that he's better at breaking down play than Bernardo Silva. Yeah. Mm. But I think Bernardo Silva everywhere else is better. Different plays. Thiago sits at like a six and dictates the game. Bernardo yeah. is more of linking in with strikers. Yeah. yeah. Thiago's very much a deep line playmaker. Yeah. Whereas yeah. yeah. So he's, he has to, he, he's called in to break down play a little bit more. I so think. They're both midfielders, but completely different. I'm going to stick with Rice as my third third man champ. I'm happy to go with Thiago. I know Henderson's a wild shout. I think it's just more so if you have him in the structure, he works great. But I guess if you're just talking about talent, he's not as good as Bernardo and Thiago and. Declan Rice's talent, but yeah, Bernardo Silva for me. I think well, if we're be. if we're talking about the functionality of this team, I know that they're, they're, they're never going to play together. <laughs> but if we were talking about it in terms of the Kyle Walker sh- shouts and stuff like that, Thiago would do better in this team than anyone else that I can think of, in my opinion. Like having Thiago and De Bruyne either side of Roger, yeah. Hmm. I mean It's 2 on 1 on 1 Yeah Democracy Tiago it is Democracy out rules Yes Run free Salah's a shoe in Yeah Salah on the right Up front I think it might not even be A Liverpool or City player I think think it's it's Harry Harry Kane Kane. I've got Harry Kane Yeah Mm. He's he's shoe in I was not having anybody else Up there but (laughs) But big man has There's no way Left wing as well for me, Son. Son, yeah. Youngman Son. I, I initially had Harlan on the left because he has played there before, mm. Harlan. Yeah. But Son, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's got to be Son for me. Like, you can't – I feel like you can't have Kane without Son. <laughs> like, the most successful Premier League, I'll harp it all season long. Yeah. Like, it, that's a mental stat to have when you look at the duos <laughs> that have come before them. Yeah. Like we mentioned last week, Gerard and Torres and that kind of dangerous ilk and Son and Kane are statistically more deadly than all of them. So. Yeah, they're a joke. Um, yeah. I can't think of anyone else really. No, Melly have a shout has gone to Bayern Munich, so it has to be <laughs> some. Yeah, same, yeah. to be fair. Yeah, I think Mane would definitely propose a question, but yeah. Yeah. If we're talking Premier League right now, Kane and Son. Yeah, definitely. From free Salah Kane's son, fuck that's deadly. <laughs> I would love to put Foden in there somewhere, but he's chucking right back. <laughs> Same with Jack Grealish, honourable mentions. Like yeah, both players who operate on that left wing. Um, do we want to circle back to right back, or are we just going to let democracy? <laughs> I think we well, circle back. Also, yeah, I think we circle back. I think um, 
it's a pretty uh, even sort of spread of the team. It is, and it's like it just depends what you want from right back. Do you want technical ability, someone that can just whip balls into Kane and link him with De Bruyne, or do you want like someone defend. more well-rounded, like Carl Walker? Who can I think you want solidarity. If you've got a yeah. midfield of De Bruyne, Thiago, and Rodri, yeah, I don't think you need another widespread balls. Yeah, yeah, I agree. In that case, yeah, you go Walker because if you have got Thiago and De Bruyne, yeah, then you probably Cancelo or push in midfield too. Yeah. And then well, you I think Kane, Kane, drop Kane in. drops in. That's what I was talking about with the functionality of the team. If you have Thiago in there, Kyle Walker works. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, so. yeah, if it is someone else, you'd have Trent. But yeah, if you've got the technician, yeah. I think everyone knows that Trent's quality as well. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. like yeah. Dis- it's not. Yeah, it's discounting yeah. his quality just because we're not putting him in this team. No. Yeah, it's no. more hyping up Kyle Walker. Yeah. I think yeah. he deserves more praise than he gets too. Mm. Yeah, I think I think That's, it's a risk to reward system with with Trent and Kyle Walker. I think you get a lot more risk with not a lot, but more risk with Trent. But you get a lot more reward too. Mm. But you don't yeah. need it. You don't, I don't think you need it when you've got Thiago, you got De Bruyne, you got Kane pulling the strings. Cancelo, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised we've knocked through that as quickly as we did. I thought there was definitely yeah, going to be same. more scraps on more positions <laughs> well there. Done, boys. I was just trying to oh. think of, like, when I was thinking of the sun, I was just trying who's, to think, like, who else and shit. Who's managing? Currently, right now. Ten Hag. <laughs> <Yeah>. Frank Lampard. <laughs> Eddie Howe. <Harris. laughs> um, Potter. That's it. That's the moment. That's the Yeah, actually, I'd yeah. take Graham Potter right now as the best manager in the Premier League. Graham Potter, mate, sold me up. No, no it's got to be Yeah, come on. Don't be stupid. Two games in... Losing two big players like Jesus and Sterling, yeah, and still pumping teams, yeah. Well, what did they win first week? Two, two Fuck, I can't what? remember. Two, two nil. Two yeah, nil. they're six nil. Yeah, across their performances over those games too, like, and they're yeah. not like West Ham's no joke too, and they no. just, yeah. they just absolutely breeze through them. Yeah. yeah, and even four past Bournemouth without their hundred mil striker putting a ball in the back of the net. Yeah. All right. It's next question: time. Who's captain? Verge? Gerard. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, that was last week. It wouldn't be Verge, would it? Because he's no. not even captain for Liverpool. I would say Harry Kane. Yeah, Harry Kane's captain good shot. Well, he's Diaz. not captain of Tottenham. But oh, no. He is when Lloris doesn't play. Captain for. I'd have to go Virgil. Virgil's vice-captain for us. It's not... De Bruyne it's not is crazy. captain of Man City, yeah. is not? No, Gundogan oh. is this yeah, season. They're, they're weird, but they do but they like swap a, it every year. Yeah, yeah they, they do, do it player vote. Player vote. It's fucking melt. I would have it. It's Kane. It's like a su- fucking sorority. <laughs> okay, guys. Okay, guys. This year we're gonna have an LKB captain. I think he was so good last year, and I want to see him wear the armband. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Let's go. <laughs> oh, highlight of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So wait, what did we decide? I reckon um, Virgil. Like the only reason Virgil's not Liverpool's captain is because of Hendo. It he's not captain when Hendo isn't, but is he? No, That's because Miller keeps selling one year extensions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, like Virgil is Allison. a commander as well. Yeah. I'd, I'd give it to Kane. The order at Liverpool is Hendo, Milner, Virgil. Mm. But Milner doesn't play a whole lot. But we have so many like leaders in our team, it's crazy. And then I think Seller. It's Captain Scotland. Uh, Scotland is Robbo. Or yeah, I, I would so, uh, steer away awesome. from Kane to be honest, and De Bruyne. I would say Virgil. He's the, the most, the, probably the biggest leader in the team. I don't look at Kane and think leader. 
And Kane's, no, Kane's mentality not, monster, but Kane's not one of those leaders that's shouting and in your face and getting you to do it. He's a leader by he goes out on the pitch. He's professional. Yeah. He sets diligent. example. He lives his life to be a professional footballer. So he, Virgil. I feel like because the way his team up too, Virgil will be at the back just seeing everything. And I feel like he'd be like Thiago there, De Bruyne yeah. there, Carl push out, Cancelo pull in. Kane Kane's uh, captain of England, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There we go. Pushing on. For the viewers, um, Allison and Nets, Walker and Cancelo, right and left back, Diaz and Virgil at the back, Rodri, De Bruyne and Thiago, with Son, Kane and Salah up top. Fuck, what a team. Yeah. Pepper's manager, Virgil's captain. Wow, wow, wee, wow. One, well, one little rogue shout I'll put in there is uh, Casemiro in the midfield, <laughs> now that he's signed. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about United yeah. anymore. But we have to, as we get into our picks for next week. Um, we'll try and make it quick, because the episode's already quite long. Yeah, um, day, day four picks this week. Well, we've already predicted it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have pre-done our picks this week. So game week four, opening match, ain't St. Mary's Stadium, is Southampton versus shitty Manchester United. Yeah. <laughs> Scassy G, you've picked two all for this one. Yeah. Um, First point of the season. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. Fucking hell. It's going to be sad. <laughs> Jackie, you've got it at 2 1 to Man United. Yeah. Benny, you've got it 3 1 to Manchester United. And yeah. I've picked a 1 all because I have no faith in us. And I'm I think in a bit. I feel like if you don't win or get a point against Liverpool at Old Trafford. I feel like it's it's just I don't know how the balance I don't know where the balance back is. Yeah, I think yeah, I, I definitely think the balance has to come soon. It's got to. That's why I've picked me and I to win because yeah. it has to come soon. And it, I I think it's going to be pretty convincing when when it does happen. I think that's why I said three one. I, I think, think it, if it doesn't happen against South Southampton, then we're genuine relegation candidates. Yeah, and I think there's conversation about ten. Because <laughs> they, yeah, they well, surely they, they can't be. But I know, I know, but. Managers always get oh, English sticky. media is the fucking worst. Yeah, yeah. that's why I'm toxic, man. But I, I would personally say, um, if I was in charge, which I'm not. <laughs> Next <laughs> second fucking game journals. of the season: Brentford <laughs> versus Everton. Um, home yep. game for Brentford. Scarcy, you've got it. Oh, Scarcy and Jack, you've both got it two one yep. to Brentford. Um, Benny, you've got it one nil Brentford, and I've got it two one Everton. I like that shout. I was very close to picking it Everton. Yeah, I just, I, I'd sum it about them. And I don't know with Brentford, can they do it? They looked horrible against Leicester, but they turned it around. Could Everton pip them, pull some out? Everton have to start Rondon and Onana mm. that game. I think similar to us, Everton need that bounce soon. Yeah. And I think Brentford's a good, good place to get it. Um, yeah, good for some. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think... I, I'm quite surprised no one's picked a draw because I think I was close to a draw on this one. I think I was. You know, I think this is the, off the back of the United game. Yeah, doing so well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brighton versus Leeds at the Amex. Um, Scassy, you've picked it two-one to Brighton. Jackie, you've gone two-all. Benny, you've also gone two-one Brighton, and I've gone three-one to Leeds. Oh, that was- That's a crazy shout! I seen that your yeah. your pick for that. I, I thought it was. <laughs> My thoughts no. for that is that Brighton struggle to score goals, except when they're playing Manchester United. And Leeds have a habit of starting real strong, scoring goals early, and then dropping off in the second half. Will Brighton be able to overturn that deficit? I, I can't see it. Yeah, I, 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 I mean they're good and they 
whole teams out, but will they score the goals they need to win the games? Three past them, though. I think yeah, that's... Leeds away. I think... I think if Leeds score three against Brighton, I'd be very, very it's surprised. Purely Rodrigo's form, if he gets that service, which um, that young Cam Aronson, Aronson Cam, yeah. he, he just has service. He's put Rodrigo on the plate so many times. I think, I, I don't know. I, I like to pick an out. Yeah, player. rogue shout. I like yeah. it. 6-2. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea versus Leicester at Stamford Bridge once more. Um, wow, very... Even here, Jackie and Scouse, you've both backed to 2-0 throbbing of Leicester by Chelsea. Benny, you've gone 2-1 Chelsea, and I've gone 3-1 Chelsea. Mm. So very, very heavy lean in this I also week. see this one could end in a draw as well, in my opinion. I think uh, Chelsea on, on the hype of, um, of the good result against Spurs, but... Obviously without uh, their manager too in the dugout. Yeah. So they're going to have to have... Well, how long did he get? Because they've got... Chelsea have leads this week. Oh, true, 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 true. Yeah. Maybe it was just a two game. For yeah. The, I, I think red card we'll minimum is them, a two. They might even overturn it. Let me have a look. Uh, uh, um, we'll go on to Liverpool Bournemouth then while you're doing that. Yeah, Liverpool Bournemouth. What were the so, picks? Scouse, you've got 3 0 Liverpool. I've got it 2 0 Liverpool. Uh, Benny, you've got it 2 0 Liverpool. And Cal, you've got it 2 1 Liverpool. Yep. I think we all keep back and actually I, I didn't back on this last week, but we're all I think we're all pretty confident that Liverpool start their their season soon. Oh, you it's got to happen yeah. to Old Trafford. I think Anfield. Oh, yeah, oh, against yeah. United. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. We're but, uh, ahead because we've not watched the United Liverpool result. I think yet. to be honest, having like. Not having the debate whether it's Nunez or Bobby Stone is a good thing in a sense because having Bobby start Old Trafford is going to probably our best. Does he start? Does Jota Jota come back in the game? No. Bobby's fit. Bobby was Bobby's injured. Fit. He's now back fit. So it'll be a front three Diaz, Bobby, Salah. Yeah. I feel like Bobby is going to work his socks off in that number nine. He relishes up. these games, by the way. He does. Bobby's pretty good in the. Uh, he opens up Salah and Diaz so much. So I'm glad that but he Bobby didn't work against Fulham. No, I'm talking no. about in the. In the Liverpool United games, he comes alive. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, the next one we have, I think, is City, City versus City Palace, Palace at the Etihad. Yep. Um, Scousey, you've got it 3-1. Jackie, you've got it 2-1. Benny, you've got it nil all. Come uh, on, Benny. And I've got it 3-0. Manchester. Let's just talk us through the Palace fucking are nil all. The bogey team. They have slipped to the upper home as yeah. well. Patrick Vieira has not conceded a goal. As Palace manager against City, did Palace do yeah. the double yeah. against? No, they drew no, they and drew. they won two nil. Okay, yeah. Um, so I knew they didn't lose against City. I'm, I don't I like know. It. I, I like think it a lot. I think it's got to run out because it's surely it's not sustainable. Well, City as well. well. We'll look at those games and be like, yeah. what the fuck happened? But I just, I just think Patrick Vieira might have something. I mean, it's a really good draw against Liverpool too. Yeah, hats off to him. Yeah, I think he might have something in the in the in the bag to get a draw against City. I like it a lot. I like it. I like it a lot. So it could be a week where all the big dogs, except for Liverpool, potentially flop. Hopefully for us. (laughs) Fuck. Um, Arsenal versus Fulham at the Emirates. Scarcity, you've gone two nil. Jack, you've gone 3-1. Benny, you've gone 3-0, and I've gone 4-1. All towards yeah. Arsenal. All yes. towards Arsenal. I think I it's hard to 
if this is a game where the bounce happens, I would love to see it. And they drop and Fulham pick their heads up. But yeah, I don't think they're the team see. to do it. Yeah. Um, Villa versus West Ham United. Scarcely, you've Again, gone two all. Jackie, you've gone one all. Benny, you've gone three one West Ham, and I've gone two 0 West Ham. Yeah, I think it goes without saying. Yeah, I think mm. I think West, West, West Ham need to, start, <laughs> <laughs> need to start picking uh, up points. Uh, I've not been impressed with Aston Villa at no. all. I think they've been shit. I just that. Uh, yeah, not impressed. I think I just hope for Stevie. That's yeah. why I'm doing it. Yeah, I think. I think West Ham have definitely looked better than Villa uh, as much as they got beat twice. I think they, they've got to start accumulating some points. And I yeah. think once – I think they – against Brighton, I don't know if I picked them or not, but um, that'll be an interesting game. That's another really tough one for them. You went Brighton. I th- yeah, did you, I? You went 2-1 Brighton. Yeah, I think that's going to be a tough one for them. I think they've got to start picking up points. I think Villa will be a good start for them. Mm. There you go. Last game of the round. Oh, no. Uh, it's two, two more. Two. Oh, Wolves, Newcastle. That's yeah. right. Yes. Wolves, Newcastle. So, Scassi, you've gone 2-0 Newcastle. Jackie, you've gone 1-0. Benny, you've gone 1-0 Newcastle. And I've also gone 1-0 Newcastle. That's big. No one's back Wolves. No. Just shows at, at Molyneux as well. It just shows how poor they've started the season. They yeah. just don't have anything exciting going forward. I don't yeah. know. By it's this stage, though, I will say that they will have uh, Nunez. Yeah, he'll be a weekend, he, he, so he'll be playing and firing. Yeah. And I'm not sure he plays this weekend. No, no I think he'll he, be ready that, in time. Yeah, two weeks away, I think he'll... Yeah, they got Tottenham this weekend. <coughs> That's also a point for Man United, the potential that we will have Casemiro. He will be fit. He will be eligible to play against Southampton. He yeah. won't be in time He's for not, Liverpool. Yeah. No, they've said that he won't be. Um, but yeah, point of, point of note. Apparently Frankie de Jong's back on for us too. Fuck off. I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I don't yeah. want to stay at Barcelona, you fucking dog. Um, Nottingham at uh, Nottingham? Yeah. yeah. Nottingham versus First. Tottenham. That's Tottenham what threw me off there. Yeah. <laughs> um, Scarcely, you've gone 3 right, 1 Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, you've gone 2 0 Tottenham. Benny, you've gone 3 1 Tottenham. And I've gone 3 0 Tottenham. Obviously, the result against West Ham hasn't changed most of our minds that. Mm. They're going to do the unthinkable against Tottenham. I think Tottenham's result against Chelsea, for me, kind of assured them as as those contenders that they're going to be. I think it's more just Tottenham are going to be too good. I don't think it's off. I don't, yeah. yeah, it's I not saying it's not saying Forest um, are shit, even though they had a good performance against West Ham. I think it's just Tottenham are good. Mm. Yeah, 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 agreed. Well, there we go, guys. Um, we got through it? Yeah, we've done it. It's a very long episode again. Yeah. Lots of football to talk about, which is always a good thing. Um, our Premier League 11, current Premier League 11, feel free to slate us in the comments for, <laughs> for some of those I think we're pretty bang on. Yeah. Also, I wanted to say apologies for the no video the for last week. Difficulties the technical last difficulties. Week. Um, yeah. That's just a collection of errors from us. Um, Did we press record this time? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. If that, if that screen is black this time, yeah. I'm jumping out that window. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, fingers crossed that won't happen again. Um, and I hope you guys all enjoyed the audio. You could sit down and watch that or listen to it. Um, yeah. See you again next week. You beauty. See you guys. See you later. Always. See ya.